0: World's Finest Podcast, Episode 67. As always, I'm Michael Sims, and with me is James Doe. Hello, Michael. (laughs) Don't, 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 don't remind me of the pain.
1: (laughs) That was within the last two weeks,
0: though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. For anybody that is unaware, uh, (laughs) James, myself, and DW, if you don't know who DW is, uh, he's a long-time Earth2.net uh, forum member. He also writes for Earth2.net. He does t- tranquil tirades, or some of the tranquil tirades with James, specifically the Saw-related ones. Um, he also... Those are tranquil tirades, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also uh, is a very frequent contributor of the uh, written version, well, the only version now, of the Is It Wednesday Yet? review series. And he also, uh, he's on hiatus. Uh, I'm hoping he picks it up again. But he's also a contributor to Desmond Reddick's podcast, Dread Media. Over there, he does a video game review series called Brain Scan. Well, um, us three, we got together for Earth2.net The Show, episode 356, and we reviewed... Saw 6, yeah. It's like uh, two hours, two hours, and 15 minutes of us um, figuratively bashing our heads against the desk <laughs> <laughs> as we talk about that abysmal crap fest. Um, it was fun, though. Very fun. DW oh, my God, had, yes. Yeah, DW had never been on... Um, well, he had been on Earth 2.net, the show before, but never with like a co-host. He never sat down with me. He never sat down with James or anybody else to he always did solo segments and the fact that he was able to insert himself into the dynamic that you and i already share and keep up with us and in fact you know we had to keep up with him at times i felt i
1: I, Um, I would yeah that's what i would say yeah
0: it was was amazing i mean it's it's a great episode um well one because we're bashing saw and two just because DW was just awesome. I mean, someone at the forum said, you know, DW was the star of the episode, or won the episode, I think was the phrasing that was used, and I I absolutely agree. He was great. Seriously, folks, you will laugh
1: your asses off at this episode. I've listened to it about ten times (laughs) already, I
0: still laugh at it. That's what I was just about to say. I I don't often go back and listen to old episodes of Earth2.net, the show, simply because, you know, I've been there for all of them, obviously, and then I sat down and edited them, so I've heard all of these at least two or three times, but 356 is one of those ones, a lot like our Dark Knight Discussion series, where I could just listen to it over and over and over again, because it's it's, it's it, they're just fun. So if anybody wants to hear it, uh, by the time this episode of World's Finest Podcast goes up, uh, episode 356 of the show will no longer be on the main page, uh, but you could always just go to earth2.net over on the left-hand side of the page, there's a link that says forums, oh wait, never mind, uh, there's other links besides the forum link. Uh, click the one that says Earth to at the show. Scroll down, uh, download episode three fifty six, or of course get it through iTunes. And uh, yeah, I, I really have to say, I, I think you guys are gonna truly dig this episode. It was it was so great, so great. So uh, how did we get on episode three fifty six? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I was oh, no, uh, don't <laughs> John Kramer. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> and I have to say, D, not 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 disparaging your jigsaw voice, but DW, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, it was so good. Anyways, what else is up? What else is new?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I work five days a week and I go to school two days a week. What what really goes on with me?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um. Oh, we should also say, getting back to Earth2.net, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to segue away from your mentioning of being tired
1: my mundaneness
0: <laughs> well not <laughs> mundaneness but whatever um you know we had mentioned it in the last episode of world's finest podcast but of course your video your amv has been posted on earth 2.net uh, it, it's off the main page at this point but you know again just go to earth 2.net over on the left hand side there's a bunch of links click the one that says videos and uh, you'll find it uh previously all of the amvs have been um You can only get them by downloading them. This is the first one that's actually... uh, I've uploaded to a site called Blip. blip Blip.tv, I believe. and uh, So it's actually embedded. So you can choose to download it if you want. It's a large file. I want to say, like, ooh, 250 megabytes, something like that, James? Or 215. 215, yeah. So, yeah, you could download it that way, or you can view it, you know, just right there on Earth2.net. And the plan is to go back... And actually get the other ones embedded, but that's gonna be a slow process for me. So yeah, and you said last time you were working on another one, the Wonder Woman one. How's that coming along?
1: You know, it's the end of semester. I've had to put that to the side as I've got mega huge projects coming up in the next week to week and a half. So I've got to as soon as as soon as the semester ends, I'll pick that back up. But it's uh, it's um it, it's gonna be a little while because I have to do a lot of editing on the on the actual movie itself, like splicing clips and whatnot it's not gonna be a very long video because i think the song that i'm using is only like it's it's less than four minutes long Oh, okay yeah so it'll be a lot shorter
0: you know what normally we don't advertise that far in advance what we're doing on earth at the show but i would like to say that thanks to um Fan request, really. And I'm sorry, I should say listener request. I'm really always weird about saying fans. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I know you guys are fans, obviously. I mean, I I see how many people download this show, and there are a lot of you. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for that. But it's, it's. I don't know, it's just to think that you know you have fans, and I have fans, and we have fans. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, well, I some of them even call them. themselves fans in their emails. <laughs> that is
0: true. That is true. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I don't want to, when I say it, I don't want to come off like, yes, I have fans. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a celebrity <laughs> on the internet. No, I, I, I hope I don't ever come off that way. I don't want to. It's uh, actually kind of
1: funny. I do have a button on my, my like, mailbag thing that says internet celebrity.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, uh, thanks to uh, listeners, fans, uh, writing in uh, and requesting it. Um, James and I, we are going to be covering the Wonder Woman movie and Green Lantern First Flight for Earth2.net, the show. Now, the plan, and correct me if I'm wrong, James, is to cover Wonder Woman in December and then Green Lantern in January after James potentially gets it for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't
1: seen Green Lantern yet, but, uh, of course, I've seen Wonder Woman since I'm making a video out of it. Right. Of course, I don't know
0: about GL, but Wonder Woman was fantastic. You know, right now, I don't know what episodes those are going to be. I don't know when those episodes are going to air. But, you know, I just want to say, you guys, you know, you, you put out the call and, you know, we're we're going to deliver. So, you know, as we firm up an episode number and a release date, we will make sure to let you know both on Earth2.net, World's Finest Podcast, and, of course, also the forums on the Earth2.net forum. So keep an eye out um, there. Which you should join, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Again, you know, I, I said it earlier, I know how many listeners we have. And WFP really has brought in so many listeners to the forums. Um, so I really do implore you guys to, again, go to earth2.net, earth-2.net. number On the left-hand side of the page, there's a link that says Forums. Click it and join the forums, please. I really strive to have a forum uh, community that is a community, that isn't, I don't know, that doesn't I- ignore new users, new, not users, new members. You know, sometimes you see that at other chat forums, where, you know, sometimes new members are sort of, you know look down upon and i i I don't think we're that way i really don't Know for a fact that you whenever you address a new member say welcome to the forums and whenever i do that i do the same thing right and there's there's other people that do it too you know and i i really do mean it when i say that the earth2.net community the forums it really is like a family it really is so you know join them You know, even if you can't post often, that's okay. And, you know, I'm not saying join them so you can go to the world's finest podcast section and tell us how great we are. No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, I'm saying just go there and become part of that family. There's so much more to talk about than WFP. You know, you can talk about comic books, video games, movies, movies that aren't even geek-related. That, 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 you know, go beyond the DCAU. If you want to start a thread about how your favorite movie is, I don't know, look at your DVD shelf and, and choose one, go ahead and do that. And someone will jump in and say, you know what, I like that movie too. You know, if you want to talk about sports, there's a sports section. It's not that active, the sports uh, section, that's true. But hey, maybe you guys can come in and make that section a little more active. You want to talk about books. You want to talk about whatever. Whatever you guys want to talk about. The forums are there. Enough of that shilling. Enough of the shilling for Earth2.net and all that. Let's get to the emails, because I know we have uh, a pretty decent amount. Uh, And then, of course, later on, we have to get into our Zeta static uh, retrospective.
1: Yeah, that was the point of this episode, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: All right, then. First one is from a new listener, Corey, who writes, I just started listening to the podcast about a month ago, and I love it. I recently saw the Static Superman team up, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who felt the whole Toyman fake Daisy thing was creepy. <laughs> just wanted to say I
0: love the show and keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I mean even if you don't go along with me and think the Superman X-raying the teenagers is is a tad creepy, um, the episode is still really messed up just for the Toyman Daisy stuff. That's yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next
1: one's from Glade, who writes, Mike and James, just wanted to thank you for the podcast and the inspiration you guys gave to me. I actually plan on starting a podcast about animated series, and if it's all right to do, I'm going to refer to peop- uh, refer people who listen to my podcast to check out Earth2.net. Th- that's regards- always okay
0: to do. Free advertising? Yeah, yeah, you, you can feel free to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In regards to whether or not Two-Face has shown up on The Brave and the Bold twice,
0: yes, go yeah. figure.
1: Uh, first off, yeah. top of my head is- was the Batmite episode, and then he was in a teaser in another, so he hasn't had an episode dedicated to him. Anyway, thank you for the amazingly awe-inspiring podcast, and hope that mine will be the sheer orgasmic force of awesomeness that yours are.
0: Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I just got an idea for a t-shirt that I can never print, but anyways. Um... Hey. <laughs> there you go. Um, I want to address something that Glade said there. I When I was editing episode... Um... I don't even remember which one it was, but the one where we were talking about why Two-Face wasn't in um, The Batman. You know, I had said something like, yeah, that cartoon was geared towards kids, and maybe they didn't want to use Two-Face because he was too scary. But then, I, like, three seconds later, you know, I, I, I had mentioned that I think he had been in The Brave and the Bold, which is even more geared towards kids <laughs> and i'm really surprised well, no one's geared towards everybody right exactly but it, it is meant for a younger audience it truly right. is but it keeps its adult audience in mind at the same time but i'm really surprised no one wrote in at the forums or via email saying hey you kind of contradicted yourself
1: There, i'm actually more surprised that uh, 2 Face doesn't appear in batman arkham asylum the video game oh he's not it's kind of weird i guess in a way it's okay because i mean how are you going to fight Two Face, I mean one punch and he would probably go down, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's just an
0: well, old guy. Yeah, I mean even with the Joker, you know, he's got you know, he's got some fighting skills, especially when it comes to knives and stuff. You yeah. know, he looks like a scrawny fellow, but that motherfucker is agile and he'll he'll cut a bitch, you know. So, yeah. you know, Two Face, you take away his guns and I don't think he's much of a fighter, but still for a game that's, you know, I haven't played it, but from what I've heard is, you know, ultra creepy and really, oh. yeah, really, you know, gets into... Uh, it really does delve into
1: Batman's rogues gallery, like, right. really, really deeply. You, I, there are villains on there that I hadn't heard of in forever, like mm-hmm. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Wow, okay, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, but it it's... Uh, this is again. This is an R two podcast, so it's a tangent fest here. But that, that game is amazing. That game is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I, it is everything I would want in a Batman video game.
0: Yeah. If there's anybody out there that knows why Two Face wasn't used, write in and let us know. I mean, maybe it has something to do with the movies because he was in the Dark Knight. Maybe there was some sort of embargo on him. But then again, the Joker was in the Dark Knight. He was. A, well,
1: yeah. I mean they have a they have a character profile for him. Uh-huh. but but that's it i mean he doesn't actually appear in the game as far as i know
0: because of the movie and btas and well, I, I have to admit it even because of batman and uh batman forever or whatever or whatever it was you know because of that too he, he's he's a major player he's kind of a household name you know he's not like mr zazz i mean i know he was in batman begins but seriously he's got like 10 seconds of screen time total you know right um it's, it's not like him, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's weird to exclude someone that big. Maybe they're saving him for an eventual sequel. Who knows?
1: I'm actually more upset that the Mad
0: Hatter isn't in the game. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. What, yeah, now, what can I do? Now, I remember in um, the review that was posted on Earth2.net, um, it mentioned that there's like a little Riddler thing that extends the game after you've beaten it but is there does the riddler actually appear in the game or is it just like his voice giving you these like little side missions i don't
1: know i haven't beaten the game yet Oh, okay Um, so the riddler uh, up to where you are has not popped up not to the point i am at no okay yeah aaron was right in his review his voice appears all throughout the game whenever you solve one of his riddles he taunts you and yeah stuff like that so tangent over Uh, Back to (laughs) the emails. Next one is from Steve. It's, hey, guys, first regarding your concern about too much gushing over how great Batman begins in the Dark Knight are on future 2.net podcasts. uh, I would like to direct you to the BatmanUniverse.net's fan commentary podcasts. They did fan commentaries on the same films you guys did, though they gave the Burton films and the 66 film much more of a break than you guys did. (laughs) Quick aside, one of them, a fellow countryman of Ian Wilson, incidentally enough, on the uh batman and robin one actually said not to insult the 1960s show by comparing batman and robin to it <laughs> <laughs> as much as the hosts loved the two films they were able to find a nit here and there whether it be a plot hole or something that didn't quite make sense come to think of it i'm sure the fate of Rachel ghoul could have mike chomping at the bit uh, the same as the joker's fate in the 89 film in any event i do look forward to both of those podcasts i was going to say we, we technically don't even know
0: if rachel ghoul died i don't uh, i don't want to well hmm, you know i'd rather save my thoughts for that eventual episode of earth United of the show but i'll I'll say it here in regards to Raish. i don't mind what happened there because batman didn't kill him i I forget the exact wording but he said what was it uh i i don't Uh, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right, exactly. I mean, he knows that Ra's is perfectly capable of saving himself. And it's Ra's al Ghul. Uh, There's no reason he can't come back down the line because of the Lazarus pits. I, I don't feel like Batman... And this isn't me saying this because I dislike the 89 film and I really like the, the, the current films. It's it's not me doing that at all. It's just I really don't feel that Batman killed him. Did he potentially allow him to die? Yes, but there's a big difference between killing someone and allowing someone to die. So, and again, it's Rachel Cool. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, okay, finishing up the email here. Second, I'm sure you'll bring this up anyway, but considering you both came into both Zeta and Static from relatively fresh eyes since you both had admitted to only seeing a handful of episodes of both before w, uh, WP Project began, now you've both been privy to tons of comments and whatnot decrying both shows. Do you agree or disagree with the general opinion that these shows were not great? And I don't mean in comparison, of course, to BTAS,
0: but in, of, in and of themselves. We'll answer that later on in this episode, I think. All right, next one is from Oh, wait, But before uh, we get to that, before we get to that, um, I have to say, you know, the other day I was at Target... And they had one of those uh oh what the hell are they called those four i've mentioned episode it a, things yeah i forget I forget what they're called four something something four something films something like that where it's a two d v d set with each disc being double sided, and you know so you get four movies in there, and they had all four of the nineteen eighty and nineteen ninety Batman films for like ten bucks, and I sat there and I looked at it and I looked at it and I'm like is it worth the ten bucks to own these? You know, because I have the Superman set. You know, so it would make a nice compliment to the Superman set. But I'm like, you know, with the Superman set, at least I have Superman one in there. Two has some decent stuff in it. Three isn't good, but it isn't terrible. At least off of memory. <laughs> when and if I ever uh, get to reviewing that, my opinion may change. But off of memory, it's not terrible. You know, so that was worth the ten bucks. But these four, I was like, no, no, I had to pass it by. But I didn't. I did want to make people aware in case they didn't know that this thing does exist. I don't think those DVDs are Target exclusives. Uh, you should be able to find them at Best Buy's or Walmart's. Uh, in fact, I know they're not Target excus- exclusives because I've seen them on Amazon. So if oh, you want to, yeah. yeah. So if you want to own all four Batman films for you know, it's like I said. I think it's ten bucks at Target. I think on Amazon they're like twelve, twelve fifty, maybe thirteen bucks. You know, you, you can you can waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then
1: uh, next one is from Gracie, who he writes, "Hey guys, so I was a little confused about where the rubber meets the road. Was it ever previously hinted at that Rubber Band Man has dyslexia? If not, it seems kind of forced for his character. However, I do love that they address this topic since having dyslexia myself, it was extremely embarrassing." As a kid, to read out loud. So bringing this up with kids, even though it's not the greatest episode, makes it that much better for me. Um, no, I, they never had hinted at that before. Because I, w- I was actually wondering that myself, and I was, thinking, I was going back to episodes with uh, Adam in it, and I was like, this, isn't, this was never
0: hinted at before. So it, you're right, it is a little, a little forced. But at the same time, because I was doing that too, where I was thinking about episodes that previously featured him. You know, I was like, did we ever see him in a situation where he had to read something? Uh And I don't remember. Um, One of the episodes I'm rescoring today has Rubber Band Man. And in that one, he's in no position where he has to read anything. Um, But I haven't gone back and watched all of them again. So I don't remember. But again... You know, it's it, You know, it is that he's dyslexic, and he does say if he concentrates, if he has, if he can take his time, he can do it. So the
1: know. only one, the only place I can remember where there may have been something where he was reading was the episode with the uh, pr- sleazy producer guy stealing his beats for his own see, because he walks by uh, a table at the whatever Crazy Burger or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. and. He does something and it so I don't know if he was if they were playing the C D or if he saw the C D and recognized who was on it. So mm. I don't I don't know. That could, so if he was looking and reading at reading that the, the C D the words on the C D itself, they're you know then that would have been a plot, plot hole, but right. I don't know if he I don't know if, again, I don't know if they were playing the CD or if he was actually reading what was on the CD
0: disc itself. Yeah, that's the episode that keeps flashing in my head as the one that might actually have him reading something. And, you know, reading it maybe a little too quickly is what I should say. You know, mm-hmm. not doing what he said, having to kind of slow down and take his time with it. But, yeah, I can't say for sure. You know, again, if anybody out there remembers or wants to go back and look at that episode or any of the Rubber Band Band episodes to see if he's had to read stuff And, again, did it on the fly. You know, didn't have to take his time. You know, write in and let us know. And... Finishing up the email here.
1: By the way, I just listened to your Saw 6 review. Plug, plug, plug. (laughs) Thank you so much. I was so sick of everyone claiming that it is such a smart Saw movie. (laughs) Anyway, keep on podcasting, and I look forward to Justice League. Okay, next one is from Jenny, who writes, Hello, Mike and James. I've been listening for a while, and I first wanted to thank you for doing this podcast and how much I appreciate you covering Satic and Zeta. Not the best shows, but I liked an episode or two. And I wanted to say that I'm looking forward to your other reviews of Justice League and the Teen Titans. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure if Teen Titans is in continuity, and honestly, I don't care. Gosh. Thank you! <laughs> but I am leaning towards uh, that it is. Um, I may be wrong, but some of the arguments against Teen Titans continuity is the fact that the artwork and the ones who made it are different. Which I guess means, by that logic, Batman comics today and the comics like The Killing Joke aren't in the same continuity either. I know that's comic books but these are comic book characters so i think it counts (laughs) and the reason for the lapse in technology in gotham and the advanced technology in teen titans is very simple warning bullshitting ahead the clock king used the time warper thing from the (laughs) second episode he was in to go back in time and put a barrier-ish thing around gotham (laughs) to make all technology from beyond a a certain point to disappear into the void why (laughs) so he can have the jump On Batman? It's a clock thing. Does he need a reason? And after he used it, the device broke or something. Yay for nonsensical ideas.
0: (laughs) Well, I I don't know about that. I would just go with, you know, the BTAS and, hell, the entire DCAU. Gotham is just permanently stuck in the 1940s, where when you get to Metropolis, it's clearly uh, slightly sci-fi. You know, if you look at the fact that the, they have like laser guns and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Teen Titans, which, again, if we're putting it in DCAU chronologically would take place before Batman the animated series, you know, it just wasn't set in Gotham. So it could, they, they weren't, again, stuck with the 1940s ish weapons and ideas of computers and things like that. So, yeah.
1: Personally, I wouldn't mind you covering anything, even stuff like The Batman, a series I did like, and Mike, the Riddler in that series is kick-ass, and while BTAS Riddler is how I will always picture the Riddler, the version of the Batman uh, was original and really worked this series. The reason I bring that up is because James once said he enjoyed the Riddler from that series, and you dismissed it to his Riddler fanboyism.
0: (laughs) Did I really? I don't remember that, honestly. I don't remember doing that. I thought I did that with... The Riddler and BTAS, not the Batman, but whatever, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's what it was, but anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, who, who am I, I? Whom I'm also a fangirl of, huh. but if he wasn't portrayed well, it would just piss me off. Sorry for that. Um, and Brave and the Bold, a series I did not want to like. I avoided the series like The Plague. Whenever it came up, I would just say, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but... Then the one time I turn on my CV, I see Batman, the Brave, and the Bold, and I think, oh crap, I might as well watch it and rant about how much I hate it, but after watching it, damn, I love a musical episode. <laughs> Can you guess which episode I saw? So I do love the series, but I hate that I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but but putting the stuff I like aside, I know you aren't going to, uh, I know you aren't going to review those, so I guess it doesn't matter how much I feel about it. Which makes the paragraph I just wrote pointless, but whatever. <laughs> I know you guys haven't talked about this in a while, but I wanted to bring up anyway, the two of you have often talked about what you would like to see if the DCAU cr- uh, crew ever got together again, and I had an idea, because it's, I really want to see this. I'll state this now, that I am a huge Batman fan, and I watched the Adam West TV show when I was a kid, watched Batman the Animated Series as a preteen, and now as an adult. I'm reading the Batman comics, such as uh, Batman Detective Comics, Batman Confidential, Gotham City Sirens, plus a few other Batman-related comics, and... While I'm on the subject, I'd like to thank you both for getting me into comics and wonder if you have any suggestions. I'm uh, I'm also looking to buy the Question comics, but I can't find them anywhere. And as a fan of Batman, I, I saw that we've seen Batman in the beginning of his career in THE Batman. We've seen him kicking ass in his prime in BTAS and the two Justice Leagues. And we've already seen surly old man Bruce, who could still kick your ass with his cane in Batman Beyond. And we've seen campy Batman inside the Batman uh, Brave and the Bold. <laughs> So I wouldn't mind seeing an evil Batman. I'd like to see a series based off Earth-3, the universe where all the heroes are villains and villains are heroes. It could go as far as showing the other quote-unquote villains, such as Lex, in this world starting his League of Heroes, but start out with the main heroes of Gotham City, the Riddler family. Yay! <laughs> Those being the Riddler, his wife, Three-Face, who I think was married to Harvey Dent at some point, uh, thus the last name Dent, his adopted daughter, uh, Duela Dent. Or Harlequin, who is actually the daughter of the Joker in this universe, and speak of the devil, the last member of the Riddler family is the Jokester. (laughs) And while we're on the characters, I'd like to say,
0: fuck Countdown. (laughs) Nice, thank you.
2: (laughs) I devoted
0: I devoted six months to that fucking thing on my on Earth to that at the show. (laughs) Oh, those I think those episodes were like at least four hours uh it, it it uh yeah uh, and and the recording time on those you know would have been at least another hour you know cuz right. i i edited so much shit out oh, oh so much time wasted on those <laughs> And because seeing Batman like this would be so confusing to the kids, just
1: make it for the fans. Maybe pop off a few lines to show it is uh, in another universe for the Mm dense. Now, I wanted to ask Mike a question. I've heard plenty of times that James loves Bane, the Riddler, and the Mad Hatter, but I don't think you've ever told us who your favorite Batman villains are, and I'd love to hear who they are. Mine are the Riddler, Mr. Freeze, and Scarecrow, but I also love Catwoman, even though she's not strictly a villain. Okay, again, thank you for all your hard work, and I'm looking forward to more episodes. P.S., I suppose you guys remember Spellbinder. I heard somewhere that he is related to the Mad Hatter. Not directly, mind you, but uh, because that ape crushed half of the Mad Hatter's body. But I thought it kind of made sense
0: and was interesting. Um, Okay, let's see. Addressing some of Jenny's uh, questions and whatnot, just in any random order, because my memory sucks. So, you know, this is however they pop back into my head. Uh, My favorite Batman villains... um, I'll be honest with you. I do not read a lot of Batman comics. Um, I just, I just don't. So when it comes to my favorite bat villains, you know, it's more due to their portrayal in the DCAU. Um, so right at the top of the list, I have to put Mister Freeze. Um, let's see, Rachel Ghoul. I thought was brilliant until we got. That thing in Superman, the animated series, I don't know how <laughs> that was. Um, uh, I, I thought, even though I wasn't crazy about most of the Joker episodes, Mark Hamill just brought that character to life. So, yeah, I, I'd really go with Joker, Raish, Mr. Freeze, and I'll even throw Harley Quinn in there. I thought Harley Quinn was usually awesome i i i only paused there for a second because i was trying to remember if there were any moments where i was like i didn't like harley here and i don't think there were ever really any the moments.
1: only one there was was where she where supergirl was x-raying the wall and she just knows Whoa. right with supergirl.
0: that's the only moment i can think of where it was like what yeah that was a little weird that was weird uh but yeah I, i'd throw them in there I'm, I'm really still trying to think of in terms of the comics and i just can't um i'm sorry um, let's see. Oh, oh, oh! The the whole Earth three thing. Um, I know it's not going to be in the DCAU, but there's that upcoming Justice League movie. What's it called? Crisis on two Earths, or I think it is Crisis on two Earths, so- something like that. Which is pretty much exactly what you asked for there. Um, again, not set in the DCAU. It started out as a DCAU project, but it got set aside. You know, it it you know it was meant to be. Uh, like a return to the wait, was it meant to be a return to the DCAU or was it meant to be an episode of Justice League Unlimited? I don't remember.
1: That that I don't know.
0: Okay, I forget exactly how it played out, but however it was supposed to play out, it didn't. They sat on the script and then when they were doing you know, they decided to do these line of movies, they said, Hey, let's go back to that script. It got tweaked so it was no longer in the DCAU and uh, we're gonna get it. We're 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 absolutely gonna get it. And it looks it looks interesting. It really does. I can't wait to see uh what they do with it um because we get um oh what's his name who's playing owl man i just forgot his name james woods james woods is is playing owl man that's whoa (laughs) that is a potential to be like super awesome uh so yeah keep an eye out for that i want to say early 2010 but i could be a little off on that um let's see oh go ahead go ahead Really quickly, going back to the Bat villains
1: there, mm-hmm. you were talking about Mark Hamill. Again, going back to the Batman Arkham Asylum here, he sounds exactly like he does in in the series. It's amazing, even though he's 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 in his sixties now, I think. So. No,
0: is Mark Hamill really that old?
1: I think, but I mean, I just wanted to make the quick point that uh, going off of what you said of uh, Mark Hamill bringing life to that character, he is just amazing in in the video game Arkham Asylum. It, it's just it's so fucking creepy but it's great and he's hilarious too because he says things you know he couldn't get away with on dcau shows oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> man you're right luke skywalker is 58 years old jesus oh, 58 okay well close. wow i i really thought he was like early 50s wow okay okay hmm. um let's see what else did did jenny ask here oh uh, what was it something about the question comic books right she said she couldn't find them anywhere and she wants to get into them. Yeah, if you're talking about like the original Question series, um, I'm looking to sell my Question comics. Shoot me an email if you're interested. I'm not joking. I'm really not joking. I was going to put them up on eBay in like the next week or two. So, you know, let, let's let talk. Let's make a deal. <laughs> um, if you're talking about the more modern stuff featuring uh, Rene Montoya as a Question, I, I don't have those. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see, some other comic book recommendations. You know... It, Without knowing, you know your tastes outside of the Batman stuff, um, I would definitely say give Brian Michael Bendis's and Ed Brubaker's runs on Daredevil uh, a look. Um, it's very, it's a very urban, gritty, noir style look at Daredevil and at just. The world in which he lives. I know a lot of people are like Daredevil. He's, you know, they just kind of stick their nose up in the air at him and, and whatnot because he's he's kind of a hard character to grasp. I can admit that, but no, they really do a fantastic job with him. Um, I think Bendis, Bendis's Bendis's yeah, run started around like the early twenties of the current series that's going on. Uh, He wrote that series um, until, I think, issue, like, 81. Then Ed Brubaker came on at 82, um, or thereabout. uh, Wrote it until, like, 100... 15, 16, 19, somewhere around there. And then they renumbered it. They went back to the original numbering, and it picked up again at 500. But Brew stopped before it... I believe he stopped. No, no, he did do 500. I take that back. Um, and then Andy Diggle took over. Um, not crazy about what Diggle's doing so far. So that's why I'm saying stick with the Bendis-Brew Baker stuff. That's excellent. I know
1: she said that she is, she's a Riddler fangirl. Mm-hmm. So if you do like the Riddler, pick up uh, Batman Detective, which is written by Paul Dini. It's a it's a really good Riddler story because that's when he, uh, becomes you know a good guy and he. Oh, he, don't say what happens. I I know
0: what happens in that story, right?
1: Well, not yeah. I haven't read it in a while, so I don't remember the end of it. Uh-huh. So I'm not gonna be able. To, I'm not even gonna be able to spoil it even if I try. Okay. But and I don't know. Again, I don't know how what's going on in comics nowadays. I haven't re- uh read a Batman comic recently at all. Um, except for like the resurrection of Rachel Gould, I think that was the last thing I read. So uh, that shows you how far behind I yeah, am. Yeah,
0: that's that's like two years old, I think, at least, maybe even three.
1: Exactly. So, but um, yeah, I pick pick up Batman Detective, and I don't like I said, I don't know if the Riddler is what the Riddler is doing now in the comics. So I don't know if that story, if that if what's happened happened in that story is kind of still continuing here. But yeah, pick that up since you you do like the Riddler. Uh, you seem to like Justice League, so I will always recommend uh, JLA Tower of Babel. Yeah, great, great story. I'll just throw those two out there. I'm sorry, you were saying?
0: You know, s- since you're really digging the Brave and the Bold, and you kind of like that Silver Agey vibe, I'd really recommend picking up uh Grant Mor the Grant Morrison Frank Quietly or is it Quietly Frank Quietly? Yeah, uh, 12 issue run called All Star Superman. It has a very Silver Age feel to it, but it's still a very modern comic. Um, The series has been collected in two hardcovers. Volume 1 is also out in trade paperback. Volume 2, I think, is coming out in trade paperback in like February or March of next year. so, you know, you might want to wait for the trade paperbacks, you know, if you don't have the money for the hardcover because those can get expensive. Um, but that's just a brilliant Superman series. It's so damn good. I would love to see that adapted uh for these uh, you know, DC Universe movies or whatever they're called. Um, And I don't mean have it all compressed. I mean actually adapt it as like a 12-issue, or 12-issue, like 12-episode series. And that's it. They don't go beyond that. They just adapt each episode, you know? Um... Let's see. Yeah. Again, I, I, I can't recommend too much more because I don't know your taste. But, you know, again, email in and, uh, let me know what else you're reading, what else you like, what you don't like too. And this goes for anybody, not just, not just Jenny here. And, uh, I'll gladly give you recommendations. Maybe I'll do them on the air. Maybe, you know, we'll just have a, you know, behind the scenes, uh, email chat. But yeah, yeah, I'm always willing to recommend comics to people. And- Yep, and then I think the email also asked what we'd like to see the DCAU crew do if they were to go back to the DCAU, right? Right. Okay. Here's what I'd like, and I and I I really would love to see this in some fashion, is to take the entire Nightfall saga and combine it with what's currently going on in Batman. So you know I'm. It's been said on Earth Threaten at the show. I'm not a fan of Batman. R.I.P. I don't. I don't like that storyline, and I think if you pull that out, you could take Nightfall, have Batman have his back broken, he has to retire temporarily or permanently, and that leads to Dick Grayson becoming Batman, and at some point during the whole Nightfall buildup before Bane breaks him, Talia comes back, admits that she has this son, Damian, with Bruce, and you know, he becomes the new Robin alongside the Dick and Batman. I, I think you could make a really decent, like, couple of seasons, really, uh, cartoon out of that. Um, and they would fit together really nicely. You don't need the whole R.I.P. stuff in the middle. Do justice to Bane. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely would. Definitely would. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we missed from her email? <laughs> I, I think we covered it all. Okay, sorry if we missed anything there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all I'm right. sorry, you didn't say. What would you like to see them do in the DCAU?
1: I've, I said it before, and I'll say it again: Tower of Babel. Yeah, I was, yeah. I really, really thought that at some point they were going to tackle that mm-hmm. on uh, in JLU. Yeah. But you know, of course, it never happened. But I really did think that at, at some point they were going to lead to that, um, I, and even maybe in the back of my head, I thought they might have been leading to it. In the first two seasons, where it turned out that Hawkgirl was the traitor, I think that could be at least a little mini series. Yeah, you know, the Tower of Babel storyline where Batman is ousted from the Justice League and everything, and it would be really creepy. It would be uh, intelligent writing. It's, it just it would be awesome. I think, and um, I think we, I can't remember which series it was, but we many 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 WFP episodes ago we talked about something they could run on like a uh, HBO network or Showtime or something something really uh, like a violent kind of it might have been nightfall honestly mm-hmm. now that i'm thinking about it but or no 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 it was um f- fuck 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 it was uh the bruce wayne murderer storyline oh, yeah. or, or, or bruce wayne fugitive murderer storyline Yeah. i think that could work as a mini series too
0: and you know what even if it wasn't set in the dcu I would really like to see for again, for these uh new direct to D V D movies that they're doing, I'd like to see them adapt uh Justice League Tower of Babel. You know, they they could do that. It doesn't have to be set in the D C U or D C A U. Yeah. Um right. but they could also do like the killing joke. There's no reason that can't be adapted. As as that'd, that'd be a perfect dark movie mm-hmm. for them yeah. to do. I mean, you'd really have to do it. As the problem, the reason they probably won't is because it would be a very hard PG-13. I mean, Barbara Gordon getting shot and becoming bound to a wheelchair, uh, the treatment that the Joker <laughs> uh, levies upon Gordon is, is just oh, brutal. I mean, yeah. Gordon's naked throughout half that story. I mean, you don't see his man gear, but he's still naked.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, you, you got to have Gordon. <laughs> okay, maybe you could put him in his boxers, but the whole point is he should be naked because... Joker's trying to humiliate him, but yeah, that'd be a hard PG-13, but there's, there's no reason they really couldn't do it.
1: All right, next one is from Frank, who writes, Mike James, I've been listening to your podcast from day one, back when I was 13. Anyway, I know that you guys are getting ready to do Justice League either next or after Teen Titans. Either way, I didn't know if you'd heard about the new release of the complete Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited collector set. I'm sure both of you already have the series collected by season, but I thought if not, you would like to know about this. I myself do not own the series and am very interested in the set. And if you know anything about it or know someone who owns it, what is your opinion of this collection? And with all the bonus features and goodies coming with this magnificent-looking collection. Thanks, Frank.
0: I don't know much about it. What about you, James?
1: I'm right there with you, dude. I don't know hardly anything about it. I know uh, there have been people discussing it on the forums a lot. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, my opinion with these really is if they're not going to do commentaries for every episode, I, I, I don't care. I'm content with you know the individual sets I have. And I've said before, if they, if they would do commentary for every episode... I, every
1: episode i would buy it the day it comes out Yep, right there with you i don't care if i'm broke i'll just put
0: it on my credit card that's already <laughs> almost maxed out i don't care
1: i would get it in a heartbeat
0: for anybody that doesn't have the individual sets i, I think it's you know a great buy sure as you know i don't know what the extra features are that are new to this set but yeah, it, it should be worth the cash next one's
1: from christian who writes thanks for reading my email during last episode yes james worlds finest uh, online.com did praise prototype they also praised mean seasons blasts from the past holiday nights and unity <sighs> wow and that's just from superman and Gotham night <laughs> I read recently that Warner Brothers is rebooting the Superman film franchise rather than making a sequel of Superman Returns. Um, who do you think they should cast for Superman, Lois, Lex Luthor at all? Uh, yes, I know Mike's tired of Luthor appearing in the films, but I think that in a future franchise, he'd be he'd be best off as a sort of secondary or background villain becoming more and more important as the franchise progresses, sort of like Palpatine from the Star Wars films. Should any of the actors from Superman Returns reprise their roles in the next franchise? I'll let Judy Dench and Casino Royale. Mike, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the new Superman film, so I'm throwing this to you.
0: <laughs> you really haven't seen Superman Returns? Never had the desire to see it. Okay, okay. Um, I, you know, I think Brandon Routh, Routh, Ruth, however it's pronounced. Pardon me. Did you know a pretty decent job capturing that Christopher Reeve vibe of Superman, but. No, I don't think anybody from Returns should reprise their roles for this reboot or whatever they're going to do, if only because that causes confusion. You know, you're doing a reboot, but you're using the same actors again. And really, when it comes to Superman specifically, I think they should do what they did with the original movies and what they did with Superman Returns, cast an unknown as Superman. Because if you see, you know, the star of the month, let's say, what's his name? Zac Efron or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> oh you know, God. If you see him as Superman, you know, you're seeing him as Superman. You're not seeing Clark Kent. You're not seeing Superman. You cannot cast the star in that role. I'm sorry. You just can't. So a complete unknown. When it comes to Lois, you know, Perry and Luthor, you know, I... Don't know off the top of my head. Um, Again, I'm not opposed to using unknowns for those parts at all. Um, Again, just so you're not seeing the actor, but you're seeing the character that we're supposed to be seeing.
1: You know who I'd like to see play Luthor, Hmm. honestly? John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, sure. Dude has amazing acting range, and I just think he could pull off an amazing Luthor. That's just, that's just my opinion. No, I, I, I
0: do agree with that. Let's see. When it comes to Luthor being in the, the Superman films, he has to be there. He does. But I, I agree with uh, what was said in the email that I, I think he should be more of a secondary a background character in the first film. And, you know, we find out that he's the one that's pulling the strings. Um, and it isn't. And maybe by the end of the first film, Superman figures out who's pulling the strings, but he can't do anything about it. Because, I'm sorry, Superman, the alien from another world, cannot punch, you know, you know, a, a, you know, a Donald Trump-like businessman in the face. You know, he just can't do that. But by the time we get to the third film, you know, something's happened to Luthor. Maybe like in the DCAU, he merges with Brainiac. Or he gets a battle suit or something where they do have to have a showdown. Um, you know, and by that point, he does become a main character. Has anybody discussed the possibility of Dana Delaney
1: playing Lois Lane? I don't know how old she is now, but, I mean, she did portray Lois in Superman the Animated Series and did an amazing job of it. So. Yeah,
0: she had a great voice. Um, let me let me look up how, how old she is here. Hang on, let me see.
1: The only time I remember seeing her on screen is in
0: Tombstone, and which she did, in a, an, again, an amazing job. It says she's 53, and I'm looking at this picture of her, and... Sorry, when I say picture, I mean the the, the cleavage in the picture. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, and she doesn't look... Yeah, wow. Uh, hang on. Let me let me do more. Let me do a Google image search for Dana Delaney. You know, at 53, uh, she's... I hate to say it, she's a little old for Lois. Lois and Superman, you know, they should be in their, like, mid-30s. So, yeah, no matter how... Wow. Attractive. She, Jesus Christ. You know, I don't know if really if I've ever really seen too many pictures of her. If you want the truth, well, sorry. I'm, I'm wow. Okay. Anyways,
1: <laughs> should I continue the email?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, wait. What were we talking about? What are we doing? World's finest podcast? Um, oh, uh, Lois Dana Delaney, Yeah, no, great voice for Lois. I think if they had decided to cast her, um, like if they were to reboot the Superman series, like in the '90s or something, when she would have been in you know by then at that point, what her late 30s um yeah she would have been great but right now just a, a smidge too old i hate to say it i just don't think lois should be 50 it's really just the way it is um i'm trying to think are there any, any actresses out there i'm not i'm not big uh knowledge wise on uh hollywood actors right now so i don't know Finishing up the email here. I also read that a Green Lantern film
1: is to be released in 2011 with Martin Campbell directing and Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. Um, who do you think would be the ideal Carol Ferris, Avin Sur, and Sinestro? All of them are due to appear in it.
0: Uh, let's see, I, you know, I actually wrote about this over at the earth2.net forums. Let me, let me pull this up real quick because I thought I had some pretty good ideas for Sinestro, but I wrote it so long ago. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> what about you? James? I have, you no, have, idea. The I have no idea.
0: I Again, I'm not, not well,
1: uh, not, you know, well-versed on the Green Lantern mythos. So I, I, I really couldn't tell you. I, the only thing I know about Carol Ferris is from Justice League, The New Frontier. I mean, really, that's it. That shows you how little I know about Green Lantern.
0: Okay, here's what I wrote over at the forums. For Sinestro, uh, I threw out a couple of ideas. I said uh, Zachary Quinto, who, of course, played Spock in the new Star Trek film, um, and, uh, of course, is, you know, Siler from Heroes. The problem is he's a little too young. I think he has a good look, but, again, too young. Uh, I think Hugo Weaving is a really great age.
2: Yeah, Yeah, uh, he's...
0: He's awesome. got an awesome voice, and you know the dude can play a villain. Come on, and I the the last person I threw out again I knew was too old, but I threw him out there because of his intensity, and that was uh pardon if I mispronounce it is it Jean Renault, uh from you know Le, uh, Leon the Professional. I I don't know. Uh, he he was in one of the uh Shinmu games, not Shinmu Um, shit, not Shinmue. What's the game I'm thinking of? He's in some video game or another. I can't remember, but uh, let me let me Google him now. And no, I'm not going to be, you know, doing a Google image search of him. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, hang on. Get uh, come up here and count the homoerotic comments. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, 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 Onimusha, Onimusha three. I said. I yeah, okay. uh, yeah. He was in that. Let's see. Uh, for Carol, I had suggested uh, uh, Eva Green, who is in a uh, Casino Royale uh mostly because you know she she had a classiness to her but she also had sex appeal but the classiness was more important than making sure she looked like a sex symbol and that's exactly how carol ferris should be portrayed because she's a no-nonsense businesswoman. but at the end of the day you know she ends up becoming you know uh what's her name uh Shoot, what's what's the name? What's, what's Carol becomes? That's Star Sapphire. Something. She becomes a villain. In the, I, in thought the, she, I thought she did become what? Star Sapphire. Was is it Star else? Sapphire? I I, I I thought I was getting the name wrong, but maybe it is. Maybe the name is Star Sapphire. I hang on, I'm looking it up here. You're talking about that yeah, the villain that appears in Justice League several times, right? The cartoon? yeah oh it is star sapphire okay it's for some star reason sapphire. i was thinking that was a different character i thought i had the name wrong in my head um so when she becomes that character you know that sex appeal would be would come out more than the classiness and i think she could do both those but also jennifer Connolly. i think jennifer Connolly would be a very good carol ferris um and of course because i'm a fanboy of guy gardner i had the again this is all from that thread at the earth United forums i had to say jason statham as Guy Gardner, because he's got the right <laughs> fucking attitude. I mean, that would be fucking awesome, yeah, actually. I mean, you know, he, he, he's he's he got an accent, and Guy Gardner's, you know, like the quintessential, you know, like American, you know. So you'd really have to <laughs> change his voice for that. and you have to put on a wig, because Jatham Statham always plays bald guys, and Guy Gardner has that bull haircut. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be my uh, ideal Guy Gardner right there. Um,
1: you know, when it comes to Hale... Do you think Ron Perlman could do a good uh, Guy Gardner?
0: Might be a tad too old, because he's, like, in his late 50s, early 60s, too. You know, I would use Ron Perlman as Kilowog. That oh, is, yeah. I that's guess, what that. I would do there. Uh, he's got the the perfect voice for that. Yeah. Even Jason Statham could be a great Kilowog. Again, you'd have to, you know, get rid of his accent a little, or tweak it, you know, make it sound a little more, you know, kind of take... Sort of like what um, What's-Her-Face did in Star Trek The Next Generation for Deanna Troy, where she took, like, a couple of different accents and... Mix them up together, and that's how she came up with the accent for that character. Maybe he could take his, uh, is he British? Is he Scottish? I'm not sure what his nationality is, but take that, whatever he is, and tweak it so it sounds alien. Um, that, that of course being Statham for Kilowack Um, you know, Hale Jordan, I, I don't know. Again, maybe an unknown. Um, I mean, I, I think I know it wasn't Ryan Reynolds' cast. Yeah, you know, that's not, what he not, says. You know, not 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 bad casting. I think Hale should be a little older than Ryan is. <laughs> um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is perfectly cast as Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that that is absolutely true. Um, my ideal Hale Jordan, though, um, off the top of my head, I I don't know. Give me give me time, and maybe I could come up with someone. But yeah, right now I just can't think. So yeah.
1: Next one is from TJ, who writes, "Hi, Mike and James. I'm writing this email from work, so I'll make it quick. How are you guys going to review the Justice League five episodes at a time? I think it would no. be a good idea." you <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it would be a good idea to review two full episodes, so four in total, until you get to JLU and the Teen Titans. Then you could do the regular five a show. Go ahead, Mike. We've discussed this right. before. What we're going
0: to do is for anything, and correct me if I'm wrong, James. Anything that is three parts will get its own episode right so like secret origins our next episode will be the only thing we cover right and then the savage time yeah that gets its own episode and star gets its own episode for the other episodes while we're covering justice league uh, we'll be covering three stories at a time so six episodes in total but again we're only talking about three stories okay so we're doing justice league Then we're going to break. Now, after we're done with Justice League, we're not going to do a Justice League retrospective because we're going to do a Justice League, Justice League Unlimited retrospective. So we finish Justice League, then we jump right to Teen Titans. Now, for Teen Titans, we're changing things up again. We're not going to go to uh, five episodes per episode of WFP. We're going to do six episodes because that will allow us to get through a season of Teen Titans within two episodes of WFP. Then we'll do, after we're Teen Titans, Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo. That gets its own episode, of course. Then we're going to do a Teen Titans Revisit. Then we're going go to go to Justice League Unlimited. And we get to Justice League Unlimited. Um, I'm looking at this... And yeah, then we're going to go back to our five episodes per uh, episode of WFP until we get to the last episode where we will be covering, uh, or I say last episode of Justice League, I should say, where we will be covering three episodes of Justice League Unlimited. Then we're going to do a Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited revisit and then for the final episode of world's finest podcast episode 100 we'll be doing a complete revisit slash retrospective of wfp covering everything up to that point so that is the lay of the land when it comes to the wfp future refresh mind and everybody's memory when are we uh, covering epilogue oh yes i don't know if we've ever actually said that okay when i said in the last episode of uh, our coverage of jlu we'd be covering three episodes what we are going to be doing is Alive, Destroyer, and Epilogue. Of course, Epilogue was not the last episode of Justice League Unlimited that aired. In fact, it was, what, it was the end of the first season of Justice League Unlimited, correct? Correct. Right. So why are we covering it as the last episode of Justice League Unlimited? Simply put, You know, I know that breaks away from the way we generally do things on this show, covering things by production order. But James and I, both of us felt that Epilogue was the perfect ending to the DCAU in the way it ends, mirrors the very first episode in the DCAU of Batman the Animated Series on Leather Wings. Because that opens with Man-Bat flying through the sky, going past the Zeppelin... What was that? Or whatever the line is. And epilogue ends the way that one began. So we figured, let's save that for the end.
1: Finish up the email here. Um, I'm going to miss the reviews of Static Shock, a show I think is underrated. Granted, they had a ton of crappy episodes, uh, but I really enjoyed the family dynamic the show had. And as always, thank you, too, for WFP. It is a great compliment to the DCAU. P.S. Mike, what kind of recording software do you use? A really good free one is Audacity.
0: Hey, how about that? <laughs> you know, I'm actually surprised we haven't gotten this question more often. What we use, of course, James and I, we speak over Skype and then we record with two different sets of audio software. Uh, we use Pamela, which um, is an add-on for Skype and that actually captures James's audio track. It captures mine too, but For some reason, when we use Pamela, sometimes we run into problems and that's when we get that, what I always call that fist and mouth syndrome or like that, you know? So while recording, um, I'm also recording a backup just of my voice track in Audacity. And then, you know, those are saved separately and then I merge them. Um, into one big file, and then I edit in Audacity, and then of course it gets compressed down into an MP3 again in Audacity. So, yes, been using Audacity since the very start of my podcasting days, all the way back to the first episode of Earth2.net the show. No, I take that back. Uh, it wasn't until episode two, three, two or three, actually, three of Earth2.net the show when I started using Audacity. Those first ones were actually recorded on my iPod. I had a little adapter that allowed you to record on the iPod. So, that's kind of why they sound so shitty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, hey, look how I sounded through the first, what, how many, eight episodes of WFP? Yeah, Ooh. that's true. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, if there's anybody out there that's looking to start a podcast and they don't have, you know, like a Mac, and a, my understanding is a really swanky program like GarageBand, I highly, highly recommend Audacity. It's very easy to use, and as has been said, it's free. So that, that, that's a big benefit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right. Next one is from Jacob. who writes, "Hey guys, with another chapter of your podcast wrapping up, I wanted to say how much I've enjoyed listening. Aside from purchasing the first season of Zeta and the introductory four-episode Static Shock DVD, I have never seen any other episodes from the series or from from either series. Therefore, I can't think of a greater compliment to give you guys uh, give you both than to say your reviews and rants were just as much fun to listen to, even if I had seen them. Huh. Well, I would like to have." Uh, followed along and maybe someday Warner Brothers Home Video will let me I can honestly say your coverage has filled me in so well that I almost feel like I have that takes talent gentlemen and you both have it in spades thank you thank you thank
0: you you. yeah (laughs) you know what I'm going to say something in the hopes that um you know, it, it works out this way. It seems like every time I say, Oh, we'll never see that on DVD a week later. It turns out that it's coming out on DVD. So this is what I'm going to say. We're never going to see the second season of stat or of Zeta on DVD. And we're never going to see, you know, full season sets, you know, of static shock on DVD. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I hope they never release them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now let's wait for the emails to pour in being like, Did you know it's actually coming out? And I'll go, Yes, it worked. <laughs> awesome (laughs) yeah because you know what even though i might not be totally high on zeta you know and and you know it's true static wasn't always the best i'm a completist you know so i've got all these other dcau shows on my shelf and i would like these other ones please warner brothers release them i will buy them okay i haven't bought the first zeta season yet but i will eventually if you release the (laughs) second season Truth be told, I still
1: need to buy four of the Teen Titans season sets. What the... But <laughs> Get I can't... to it, sir! They're nowhere in stores. I don't think they even produce them anymore. I can't oh, find well. them anywhere, and I'm sad.
0: Oh, that, that, that blows.
1: Yeah, I'm having to eBay, I guess. Yeah. I, that's where I got season four. Eh, oh well. What are you going to do? Before I wrap this up, I wanted to share with you a discovery I made the other day. I'm not sure you know about this, but there is a hidden commentary track on the Superman Season 3 DVD for Apocalypse Now Part 1. In case you were unaware like me, all you have to do is uh, pop in the first disc, go to Special Features section, highlight Main Menu, push right to make Superman's emblem glow, and press Enter. I thought I had discovered all the hidden Easter eggs on the DCAU discs. The Blackhawk music video is awesome, but it turns out I missed what is perhaps the biggest one. Anyhow, keep up the great work. Thanks for the laughs, and let's hope nobody wises up and say uh, and says Crypto the Superdog is part of the DCAU.
0: <laughs> Did you know that about the commentary? I did not. Which episode is that on? The first of Apocalypse Now? Yeah, that's what he says. I'm going to have to check that out. I I honestly don't know. It's been so long since I've had to look at those. Maybe I did know about it and I did listen to it. I'm just not remembering. And that's it for emails. Awesome. So, speaking of awesome, the Mm -hmm. super awesome, super British Ian Wilson, as he does, uh, (laughs) took some of You know, the the, the funniest and, dare I say, most controversial moments of World's Finest Podcast. And he has submitted his, what are we calling it? Um,
1: Clip montage. Clip montage.
0: Yes, that's it. Of, uh, you know, us covering Zeta and Static. But not just that, also the webtoons, which I completely forgot about. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, believe me, you wanted to forget about
0: them. Well, it, it, I mean, it's it's more than that. It's I mean, what we spoke about them for one episode, really. It, so yeah, it was exactly. so easy to forget about them. I mean, even the file name didn't even clue me in on uh, the fact that he was going to be covering what, what was the file name when I sent it to you? Flash Zetatic. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And I looked at that. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that means, you know. <laughs> and then I'm listening to the segment, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, the Flash tunes. Because at one point, you know, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. The listeners haven't heard it yet. He's like, oh, I'm going to be covering the three series the gentlemen were speaking about. I'm like, three? What the? Did Ian make a mistake? What the hell is he talking about? And then I realized, no, Ian Wilson cannot make a mistake. And we did, in fact, cover <laughs> three series. <laughs> so all that said, here you go with Ian's segment. I don't know. My, my transition there totally fell through.
2: <laughs> After my last clip segment, Bombed So Badly with the hosts of WFP... Bear in mind, British people take a lack of a thank-you letter as a mortal insult. I didn't see the point of carrying on these montages. In fact, I was quite prepared to let Messrs. Sims and Doe stew in their own juice, until my spirits were unexpectedly lifted. Next one's from Heidi, who writes, Oh
1: my god, Ian's placement of the brain orgasm cliff <laughs> was great, and... I think maybe uh I, I maybe did think of him a, a little bit when he said it. Sorry guys, but I could not help myself. Don't worry, you're the not You're not the only person who has thought of uh, Ian and uh yeah, in that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we've outright said that sometimes we said things just for Ian to clip, you know? So yeah, don't worry
2: about it. Well, with that affirmation of my worth to both women and men, I got back to work as I have three whole series to cover to jumpstart everyone's collective memory about the lesser-loved series in the DCAU. So clearly, this segment on the Flash cartoons is going to take ages.
0: It's like the ladies know they're going to be caught, but they don't care, because they know they're going to get back out, and they're going to have some more fun, they'll get caught again, they'll be back out, you know, it, it seems just kind of bouncy. And, yeah, that's what they were going for here. I have
1: to admit, I enjoyed Catwoman more in the Gotham Girls than I did than any of the uh, Gotham Knights or the BTAS episodes she was in. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I guess it's just because this was so off-the-cuff and uh, just
0: fun-loving. As they are about to break into jail, she turns to Harley and she's like, all that matters is we're about to be surrounded by men in a minute. It's like, um, you're a lesbian. Uh, the only time you are interested in men is when you're trying to use them so um, yeah stick to the tongue sister anyways <laughs> <clears throat> um, sorry <laughs> Lobo just said asshole Yeah. And, um, he, and
1: he actually said that he was going to shove somebody's testicles in their ears
0: was there anything good or bad or any of the episodes again good or bad that really stood out for you
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no, there there weren't at all. We
0: have said everything we can. Yeah, let's put that fucker to rest. Thank God. That's it?
2: Huh. Yeah, well, then I guess I'll move straight into Zeta. Now, I know you've forgotten all about this show, but I have had to make annotated audio clipping notes of these episodes, so you're damn well going to listen, so that Mike and James's look back doesn't sound so alien. So...
1: How does the Zeta Project start for you?
0: This was a great first episode. I really enjoyed this one.
2: So, the Zeta Project started brightly, but how were our hosts doing by the end? First of the last five episodes of the Zeta Project is... Yay! On- oh, sorry. Yeah. So, what of our dynamic duo, Ro, and Zeta?
0: Uh, Roe and Zeta. I almost said Zoe and Rada. Zoe, Zoe and Rada. Oh. I get it again. <laughs> Roe and Zeta.
2: And I still,
0: still keep wanting to say Rada and Zoe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still don't find that as funny as the forums made it out to be. Still, um, can we have thoughts on the main characters, please?
0: I was like, oh my god. That's Clarence Bodiger. That's
2: Red Foreman. Oh my god. Yeah. To be honest, there weren't all that many clips to be gleaned on Zeta himself, or itself. So, let's just skip to Roe. I love Roe. I mean, I
1: I told you this when, uh, what was it, the last episode of Batman Beyond, I, I loved her character design, I liked her character, um, and I love the dynamic between Roe and Zeta
2: already. So, Roe clearly impressed, which is just as well because she follows another female sidekick to a DCAU show star which wasn't lost on the hosts. What are
0: you thinking of Rose so far? I know this is a loaded question, because we asked this same thing of each other when we first met a certain character from Batman Beyond, and we were all like, hey, she's not so bad, what's the problem? You know, and then we wound up hating on that certain character who will go unmentioned.
2: Well, as long as we try and move on from that aspect of Batman Beyond.
0: Sky is voiced by Cree Summer, who also voiced um, She of Whom We Do Not Speak from Batman (laughs) Beyond. I know. The second I heard her, I was like, no, no,
2: please, I just don't need the memories.
1: (laughs) She's still a great voice actress, she just has that one horrible blemish on her (laughs) wrist.
2: Yes, that's seemingly what was missing from the Zeta Project. An absolutely horrible character with no redeeming qualities whatsoever for the host to just rant about. If only someone fitted that description. What
0: do you want to say about Bucky? I'll let you go.
2: Really, this kid kept his position at
1: that laboratory. He He hacked into NSA's files, sent a robot after a guy with lasers and spinning saw blades, and he didn't go to juvie. Fuck you. No. (laughs) That dude, that that little punk-ass
2: brat is in Juvenile Hall. Huzzah! A Max-type figure for entertaining vitriol. Okay, if they're going to bring the character back, fine, I get it. But two
0: episodes later, they're going to bring this little schmuck back? Why? He wasn't needed for this episode at all.
1: I know why I missed it. Because I was so disgusted at the fact that Bucky was back. (laughs) I was face palming at that point
0: and I probably just missed it. Because Bucky's parents, who are also scientists, uh, but nowhere near as smart as him, he'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> really, the the only note
1: I have is just the same note over and over and over again here. And it's, for fuck's sake, Ro, why didn't
0: you just backhand the little punk and smash his control? Next up is Kid Genius. Gee, yeah, I wonder who this episode might be about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, fucking hell. Bucky
1: is back for some reason. Yay. Um,
0: the, the first note I wrote was, Ugh, Bucky.
1: For fuck's sake, why do they keep bringing Bucky back? I'll tell you what, I'm trying to think of who I like less. Bucky or Agent West? <laughs> uh, this, guy, this guy isn't even good for comic relief. He's a complete waste of space. Agent West?
2: No, no, guys, you hate Bucky, remember?
0: In an episode with Bucky, I'm not complaining about Bucky. And we get Bucky at least one more time, don't we? Maybe yeah. two more times before we're done with this episode here. And I'm not really gonna complain about Bucky there either. Um, I don't know if that means they've toned him down or if he's growing on me or what, but I find that rather unsettling.
2: Bucky absolutely fucking ruled. I yeah. can't,
0: I can't believe I'm saying this, but he did.
2: How decidedly schizophrenic. Well,. Hopefully these West rants will be just as fun. Got a question for you, Mike. Yeah.
1: Remember, uh, I don't know if it was last episode of WFP, I think it was, where you said that uh, Agent West knows how to do his job? Yeah. Not so much. No. <laughs> what the fuck did they do to that guy in this in this two-parter? How does this, this guy, Agent West, retain his job? I mean, he's done absolutely nothing worthwhile, and... Anyone else would have been fired for gross incompetence by now, I would think. I don't know. I don't know why this agency that's so top secret and whatnot would keep him around, but...
2: Okay, but at least Agent Bennett's a good recurring character, right? When it comes to Agent Bennett, you can kind of see his
0: point of view. Zeta is a piece of government property that went rogue. Well,
2: that's all right then.
1: You know, and I, I like this episode... But Bennett has got to be the worst
2: father ever. Not quite as good, but still all right.
1: Agent Bennett can be added to the list of characters that I just absolutely cannot stand.
2: Now, whilst I respect their opinions, I can't help but think there's some underlying malaise here. It's as though the kid orientation of the Zeta project is frustrating Mike in some way. This is
0: Mike being the dirty Mike.
2: Ah, there we go.
0: Ro goes into Bucky's... Uh, quarters. Mm-hmm. She sees uh, his giant computer screen, and she's going to use his computer to figure out what he's been up to. Right. What is sitting on top of his monitor but a dirty tube sock? That's all I'm saying. We're already just loading up Ian's gun right now. <laughs> with, the first,
1: with the first Zeta episode, we're we're just putting the bullets in into the... Uh,
0: I didn't even think about Ian's segment when I I made that note, oh my god.
2: That's right, Sims. In fact, you even made an Observation sequel. There was another dirty sock next to Bucky's computer, and West even picks this one up, he's like, ew! So, in that there's nothing funnier than masturbation jokes, as American comedy movies of the past ten years would have us believe, let's get into the ribald humor. The young cop is like, we have to arrest
0: them. They're they're terrorists or whatever. And the more seasoned cop is like, you mean these heroes? They don't look anything like the wanted poster. She's got a different shirt on. <laughs> I'm like, that was good. That was awesome. Rose says he knew he was going to help us, so why would he be so rude? And Zeta looks at her and he's like, family trait. <laughs> <laughs> Zeta dresses as a mountie. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, and that German guy with lederhosen—that was great yeah. too. Was she supposed to look like Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> the second I saw yeah. that coat and hat, I, I instantly thought of Carmen Sandiego.
1: On the DCAU animated wiki, they they have a list of all the Zeta Project episodes and just like a chart, and they have next to it the you know who the the antagonists are in each episode. And you go down the list, okay, you see Crick, you see a, the NSA, almost every one of them, Agent Bennett. On this one, you see Tornadoes. <laughs> As,
0: as the villain, or as the opponent. This is the episode of the meet the space hippies, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these hippies outside protesting. They're all like, hey, man, space should be for us, like, for everybody. Make it, like, affordable, man, so, like, we can all see the stars. And I'm, like, not even exaggerating people. So, No, he's really not. Yeah.
1: I swear to God. It looked like that thing was shooting cinnamon buns out of its wrist.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice because they're all sitting there chanting, Don't hog the stars, don't hog the stars. And she like and she's like, We're too bizarre. Our brains are on Mars. I thought that was really good.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't have that Ray have turned Bucky's parents when it hit them a second time into, I don't know, sperm? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that vehicle called? The the titty twister? What was it? <laughs> I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, um, the Twister Blaster. Yeah, but what, what was it really called, though? The, the Cyclinator. The cyclinator. yeah, the Cyclinator
1: or the Titty Twister. Rush tells uh, yeah. Bennett that West has gone off on the hover thing, and Bennett just says, shoot him. Shoot him down now. And Russ, Rush just goes, Oh, don't tease me like this. <laughs> An
0: F5 is coming, you know, the, the meanest, nastiest tornado there is. And uh Carl's all like,
1: Brock Lesnar is descending <laughs> upon Kansas. I'm sorry, I had. Hey, to say. that would have
0: made this episode a thousand times better. I got to tell you, anything with Brock yeah. Lesnar is 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 awesome instantly. Okay, uh, I love Brock Lesnar. And lastly, up today is
1: Taffy time. Yes, that's right. I said Taffy time.
0: That's why the show only lasted two seasons. It turns out Roe died of cancer.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> And I've saved this clip for the end, as it's labeled, Mike Implies Gay Pedophilic Robot Sex.
0: And uh Zeta tries to get into the pants of the younger brother, because he starts hitting on him by talking about science. And, uh oh, oh wait, that didn't happen. Sorry, I, I just made that up.
2: Oh, uh, oh my Anyways, god. <laughs> um... Charming. So, having heard the ugly, let's finish off with the good and the bad. Starting... With the lasso, We
0: see that Wade doesn't respect
2: robots.
0: Oh, no. He treats them like (laughs) servants. He tells them to get him more lemonade when they're programmed to get him lemonade in the first place.
1: They actually have interstate signs that say Area 51 ahead? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Uh, They're going back to his parents' place because the geeky fat guy who lives with his parents, that's not a cliche. One big question I have is when Agent West gets knocked out, was he knocked out by a cardboard box? Oh, we can't assassinate a terrorist. What? Shut up. Uh, Zeta
1: got knocked down by a computer chair. Yeah. Okay, the dude just walks up and kisses your girlfriend, causing her to faint. And though you facially show your displeasure towards this, you just drive off to get something for her and leave them in the cabin alone with her. Are you a fucking nimrod? Kid genius. Uh, One or two. One or two. One or two. Uh, I'm going to give it a one.
0: <clears throat> baby chest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't give baby chest on WFP, <laughs> oh, sir. It's a zero, then. I think my big problem with this episode is, in the first episode, Bennett specifically says they want to apprehend Zeta... And not harm him, but in this episode, that EM force field, the electromagnetic force field, was going to destroy him. I really couldn't get past the bad animation in this one. There are a lot of douchebag scientists in this series. <laughs> right There's there, a Mike?
0: ton of them. Yes. This
1: episode is the definition of average. Yeah. Christ on a stick. This episode sucked so hard. Oh my. God. God, uh, this this episode officially gets the first fuck this episode of the Zeta Project. First, I have to
0: say that Batman is way out of character. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is grossly out of character. It's like, oh, look, Zeta's running amok. I'm going to go destroy me a robot, Bruce. This is like the the, the retarded
1: cartoon version of iRobot.
0: <laughs> the sultry daughter who kisses the security guards to get out at night. That guy was
1: just slimy, and I know you had to have been getting the same vibe I was getting.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. With the pictures of Row all over his wall. Uh, if I were Row, I'm getting the fuck out of there. It was supposed to show Zeta, uh, basically growing a conscience, um, and all of that just fell flat for me. It just, it just didn't work on
1: any level. If this guy Crick is going to turn Zeta into the NSA to collect his reward. He sure isn't doing a very good job of endearing himself to them by attacking and assaulting two of their agents. But speaking of not making sense, um, you can be
0: arrested for having no money. And the episode ends with Wade having a newfound appreciation for his robots. And no longer are they just his servants. They play
2: basketball with him.
0: I'm not making that up. No, he's not, folks.
1: (laughs) I got it. Oh, my God, this episode is terrible. In every aspect, this episode is terrible. So Kevin's name is cleared, the douchebag scientist of the week goes to jail,
0: and the series ends.
2: But let's end Zayta on a cheery note.
0: This is uh, one of those rare ones that is so good, I could throw it on and just watch it. To get away from the rants for a minute. Uh, Clancy Brown, yay! Oh, yeah. I was shocked to see him come in to, uh, to play a one-off character like that, but that was cool. I really like this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. I mean, I really like this one. One thing I, I did really, really like about this
1: episode was the way that they explained how Zeta regained his memories. Yeah, that was uh, clever. Shifting, Yeah, it really was. Shifting the memories to this thing and then shifting it right back. Yeah, I like the fact that
0: they're building continuity from one episode to the next, uh, and they're building up this... Side character. I mean, really, your three main characters are Rose, Zeta, and Bennett. Mm-hmm. But they're taking the time to build up Agent Lee, of all people. And this whole episode was a focus on Agent West. So th- they are focusing on these smaller characters. And, you know, that's, that's always been a strength of the cartoons in the DC animated universe.
1: I actually liked the voice actor for Crick because it's really, his voice is kind of cyborgy. Uh, because of him being just
0: totally fucked up in in, uh, the Taffy Time episode. Mm -hmm. And I thought the way he took out Batman was really cool, grabbing him by the skull and just pumping gas right into his mouth. Yep. That was neat. That's, again, something I have to give this episode. The animation was
1: great. I don't know if they changed animation studios, but... It was a lot better in this episode than we'd seen in any of the previous uh, 13 episodes.
0: With the standoff, where uh, uh, Bennett has gotten Zeta at gunpoint. I really like the blank look on Zeta's face. It's almost like he's he's daring Bennett to shoot him.
2: So there we have it. The Zeta Projects. Now let's never speak of it again. The final part of this world's finest podcast, Holy Trinity, was the show Static Shock. Unlike the last two shows, which saw a fair degree of agreement, Mike and James were, at times, a lot more split on the adventures of Virgil Hawkins. The
0: foe was just so lame, so terribly, terribly lame, that for me it kind of distracted from the story they were really trying to tell about uh, Virgil's mother. Uh, what about you? Uh,
1: I, I gotta disagree. I thought this episode was really powerful. Okay. Uh, so what were you thinking? What a pointless episode.
0: Oh, really? You think so?
1: Yeah. God, uh, Mike, do you have anything to say? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose my mind here. I don't dislike this one. <laughs> I, I could not watch this episode again.
0: <laughs> I'm giving this one a five. <laughs> I think I'm high.
1: <laughs> I, I think you're high and your grades are high.
2: <laughs> nice, I like that. Sorry. I think I've got the wrong show here. The hosts seem to actually be reviewing Hanna-Barbera classics instead. Do you know what this
0: episode is? It's an episode of Scooby-Doo.
2: The publicist busted out chinkies!
0: There's the Scooby-Doo part where they're all running through... Exactly! Yes!
1: Yeah. Exactly. This episode is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? meets Static Shock.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ah, so it's a hybrid. But like Zeta before... This show will be initially judged on the quality of its sidekick. I did like Richie's line about you look like a battery commercial. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I like Richie. I think he, he's pretty clever. He's got he's got wit about him. It's it's nice.
2: So as a sidekick, does that make him you know... You know,
1: I know it's only three episodes in, but it's really nice to see that Static's buddy is actually useful, as opposed to she who shall not be named <laughs> for Batman Beyond.
2: Ah, but does it digress when he, too, turns super?
1: This young hero, that being Static, has a partner who is actually worth a damn, unlike a certain other young hero we discussed
2: <laughs> not too terribly long ago. Good stuff. So the central pairing of the show is a memorable one. If only the same were true for the villains. Francis
1: F-Stop Stone.
0: F-Stop.
2: You've
1: named
0: yourself after something that has to do with cameras. You know, he, he ends up fighting uh, F-Stop, who's now calling himself Hot Streak. Speaking about Burnout or F-Stop or Hot Streak or whatever we're going to call him.
1: Really, I think they probably should have just thrown Hot Streak in here. That, yeah. is, his, that is his code name, right? Uh, I don't F- even know. F-Stop Hot Yeah. Street whatever the fuck his name is this week. Oh, uh, uh, street.
0: Yeah. That guy. Yeah. F stop. Um, (laughs) yeah. F stop burnout. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, what, what is his name? I can't remember. Hot street. That's it. Yeah. It hits, uh, Fire guy in the face, knocks him out, <laughs> and I can't remember his name. Um Hot Streak. There we go. Francis
1: F stop Fire Flamey Flame Burnout <laughs> Guy. We see Francis von Flamenstein. Shortstop or whatever his name is. Hot stop streak. <laughs> flame face shortstop in the crew. Francis of the Fire Nation local seventy eight. Uh bustle- <laughs> <laughs> Francis Von Pitstop. What's his face? Burnout. Fire Lord Francis.
2: <laughs> but at least F-Stop got the benefits of appreciation from Mike and James. I mean, it's not like he was this villainous pairing.
0: Specs and Trapper, they have static, and what don't they do?
2: Oh, yeah. Of course. They don't they take don't...
0: the mask off.
1: When you have to Use Specs and Trapper as the crutch for your episode.
0: <laughs> oh! Yeah. But Just hey, go maybe. with it! Go with it! I want them to be dead in my imagination.
1: <laughs> oh no, Specs is history. Say hello to Spectral. I have all the colors of the rainbow static.
2: <laughs>
1: that was his opening line to delivering his new
0: alter ego. Spectral and Speed Trap, right? That, I remember that, makes me want to put a bullet through my fucking head. Tarmac
1: takes the fusion generator to the guys who hired him to steal it.
0: (sighs) (laughs) I don't even want to say their names because right now you already know who they are. I would have liked to have seen Specs and Trapper in Justice League just so they could, like, start, you know, being their snotty selves to Batman and he just, like, throws batarangs at their heads and just, like, knocks them out and then they're done. They're gone forever. God damn it why do we keep getting specs
1: and
2: trapper? I mean, hey, we're done with
0: them though. This is it.
1: it we are, but Jesus Jesus Christ, uh, these guys are awful.
2: And whilst we're talking about things that are awful, how about the episode Toys in the Hood? The following
1: list is a list of words and phrases you will not hear from me regarding this episode. Good? Okay. Passable. Makes sense. Mature. Great writing aesthetically pleasing enjoyable music and intelligent these however are some words and phrases you are very likely to hear from my mouth in this episode ugly idiotic travesty character assassination creepy as hell baby chest absolutely wrong on every imaginable level and and there's a good chance you'll hear the hear the words bowel movement in here somewhere we finally get the conclusion to the greatest unsolved mystery in all the DCAU Whatever happened to Toy Man and his sex slave of a robot? <laughs> Please take Toy Man into custody. Superman leaves. Static and Daisy have a romantic moment uh, flying through the sky, and I'm ready to
0: shoot myself in the head. I would rather listen to Kangor's greatest hits than this <laughs> Superman theme ever again. So they're continuing that trend with the body of a 15-year-old girl. That is so fucking sick to me. It's one of those things that almost makes me want to say, you know what, we're done with static. We're skipping the the, the look back and we're going straight to Justice League. I don't want to hear any justification about it. None at all.
2: Ah, yes, that side of Mike that I felt the wrath of in the Batman Beyond era. But this time, the people fought back. Despite the fact that I said I didn't want to have any debate about the topic...
0: Y'all still went to the forums and decided there was going to be a debate about the topic.
1: Man, your rant about Superman x-raying three kids <laughs> totally over the top. I'm occasionally surprised by your impressively puritanical <laughs> worldviews.
2: <man. laughs> I probably did go a little overboard there. Victory, comrades. Victory over the oppressive overlords. Although, in fairness, calling Mike puritanical is way off the mark. I mean, you're talking about this man. As always,
0: I'm the grumpy as fuck Michael Sims, and with me is the tired as all hell James Doe. I'm not a young black man. What do you want to see in Static?
2: Class president goes crazy.
0: Okay, and they wrote this. (laughs) But still, he has to take that into himself before he puts it into the balls. That that sounds really weird. But... (laughs) That sounded weird. weird. Um, (laughs) Static should just start walking around and being like, oh, Richie. Sorry. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) He can retract his tentacles into his body. That sounded so bad. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. I'm just always afraid people are going to be like, he's just going to buy hookers and Coke with it. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Never had Coke.
2: (laughs) Douchebag.
0: Oh, women, and your lovely, oh, lovely parts! <laughs>
2: and what can we blame for this, other than human nature? Why, Rubber Band Man... The number one reason why this episode just fails massively...
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> da, da, da. the girlfriend is not Rubber Band Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I don't like Rubber Band Man's costume. It's it's eh, It it looks like barely any thought was put into it. But I like the way he moved, kind of the fluidity of him. I like the arc they've created for Rubber Band Man in general. The problem is, I don't like Rubber Band Man episodes.
2: Like with Zeta, there was the occasional host flub in covering Static Shock. And Virgie and Richel... Uh. Virgin, and (laughs) Rich. God damn! And the old reference here and
1: there. And possibly the power to kill a yak from 200 yards away. Only Tenacious D fans will
2: get that. That's telekinesis, James. But I'm pushed for time, so let's get the good, bad, and humorous out of the way before I bore you incessantly. First, the good.
1: Well, Mr. Sims, thoughts about the
0: opening episode? I thought this was a really strong opening for the most part.
1: This might be the best animation we've seen in a Static episode yet.
0: I like them showing Static's inexperience. Because, remember, he's still really young and hasn't had these powers that long.
1: Before I even summarize this episode, I think it's safe to say that if you've never seen Static Shock or only a scant few episodes of it, this is probably one of the episodes you know about, anyway.
0: I loved seeing the fact that Richie was still around. Sure, he put on a few pounds, but he's still around. they really are. As you said, building
1: uh, Robert Hawkins up into a great uh, secondary character. This episode, I think, is the best example of how awesome this show can be. Mm-hmm. Is It tackles, you know, really very real problems in society. And it doesn't
0: sugarcoat it. And Again, finding new ways to use his superpowers.
1: The voices in the dark, they call me something. Permafrost. And, you know, pardon the expression, it was rather chilling,
0: I think. Huh. Speaking of Ebon... Awesome, awesome character design. Hell's yes. And the way they used his powers, where you know he envelops these these people, and you know they, their body piece by piece seems to be disappearing into the shadows. That was awesome.
2: And now the bad.
1: I can sum it up by this: terrible, bland, cliched villains, led by an even le- even more laughably <laughs> cliched villain.
0: Next up is Attack of the Living Brain Puppets.
1: Seriously. Oh, fucking hell. Static and gear got soaked with that antidote. But Thank they weren't strong of their powers.
0: I thought what they did to the Batman the Animated Series music, you know, the Batman music, was just brutal. I think we need to have a static gets d- uh, thrown into a dumpster
1: alert. <laughs> At one point, one of Trapper's gloves has six fingers. Speaking of that scene, I know Richie is really bright, but how often does he practice on working
0: TV studio control boards? Yeah. This fat guy, this, this bully, uh, he's developed these wind powers, and he's using them, he's using them to rob hot dog stands. I can sum up my feelings for this
1: entire episode with five words. Oh boy. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: My second note was, oh no, brain puppet girl. But speaking of
1: uh, things along that line about voice acting, I think they need to proofread their credits a little better because they list Phil Lamar as the voice of Virgil slash Static, which is, of course, correct. But two
0: names down, they list someone else as the voice of Virgil slash Static. No, did they? Yeah. It is true that I don't listen to, like, modern rap and and, and hip-hop, But I don't hate the stuff. I hate the music in static shock (laughs) is what it is.
1: I have like seven notes, maybe six notes for this episode. Not a single one of them is positive. Oh, my sweet, merciful Jesus. (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal can do Olympic-level gymnastics, but he can't make a free throw.
0: At the end of the day, guess what happens to her memory? Specifically that of who Static is. Shock of shocks.
1: It goes bye-bye. Why were they standing in what had to be an hour-plus long line if Sharon had access to a VIP pass the entire time?
0: Like, he sees something happen once, and all these, all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, you can create anything out of your imagination. You can warp reality. da 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 And he's just like... Totally just, like, info dumps.
1: We do get two. Count them two. Instead of getting knocked into trash alerts.
0: Okay, you ranted before about the Shaquille O'Neal episode, right? Uh Uh-huh. Allow me, okay? Here we go. Please, please do. Okay. And tell him the Hoop Squad says his career's been rejected.
1: (laughs) No, no, this episode is rejected.
0: And that Uh really got me thinking exactly what you just said. How the hell does he take a shower? You know, how does he do anything? You know, I mean, it sounds silly, but how does he swim for for gym class? You know, how does he, what happens if he sweats too much? What happens if he pees on his foot? I mean,
2: what happens? You know, <laughs>
0: can he drink anything? When you, when, you, when you bring this up, it
2: raises too many questions. And finally, the non-dirty, fun stuff. God, I love Alfred. <laughs> Who are you? Fat man. I
1: don't think so. Just once, I'd like someone to believe that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Very nice callback to old wounds.
0: You know, they give both Virgil and Daisy... What for? And, you know, they claim... I just said what for. And they claim... I
1: want to know why Mirage calls herself a freak. She's not the one that has to live with a huge fuck-off speaker in her chest the rest
0: of her life. I put regular milk in your coffee? Oh, no. Is he lactose intolerant, (laughs) this guy? You gonna give him the poops? I mean, what? Come on.
1: Boom is a stocky black guy, and he has... I shit you not, a huge
0: speaker in his chest. They're super strong, and they cause her to dress up like, for the second time it's going to be said in an episode, Crazy Quilt.
1: Quilt. Now you're using your head. Not really. I just like blowing stuff up. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. Llama
0: poo. Llama poo is said in the cartoon. Seriously,
1: Virgil just launched a locker into (laughs) outer space, and he... Somehow blew it up. There's yeah. no explanation as to how it, it just exploded. Yeah. It, it's like something out of Aqua
0: Teen Hunger Force. I love how the mayor's all like, we're going to use non-lethal force to catch these bang babies. But then they're shooting missiles at static. Speeding towards a poor puppy that's <laughs> wandered into the street. Because that's not cliched at all. And the kid is all like, oh, you know, I used to be on TV. But then they canceled my show and they fired me. Rawr. He also asks where Robin is.
1: To which Batman says,
0: the Titans. Suck it! (laughs) (laughs) When Static reveals to AJ that Adam is rubber band man, AJ's response is, oh, that explains the purple underwear.
1: Oh, dear sweet Jesus. Let's attack the super strong, metal-absorbing Dr. Octopus from the hood with footballs. I love Harvey Bullock. (laughs)
0: What the heck did did Robin do to his hair? And just Gordon's expression, just like, oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Such an idiot.
1: Mylar is made, is is a material for balloons. Are we really
0: saying here that mylar is stronger than reinforced steel? I guess so. (laughs) Earlier in the evening, James sends me a text message saying, ha, ha, ha. I just realized you had to uh, uh, synopsize Hoop Squad. (laughs)
1: Vengeance is mine. Goofiest facial expressions of any character in this entire Static Shock series. Yeah. I equate him to Zangief in the Van Damme Street Fighter movie. Hey, hey,
0: hey, it's Slipstream, and where's my food? Like, come on. (laughs) If there's one thing
1: that we can be certain about in this series, exploding computers are perfect acceptable here uh,
0: yes professor menace <laughs> a
1: deliciously 1960s richie ends up having a psychic revelation and immediately knows that this is a strange occurrence which has never happened before in the history of forever and tells virgil to go check it out but shayira hit him in the head with her mace <laughs> which was awesome and then I she's will still, give that they're like
0: is he gonna be okay and she's just like no oh, it was just a tap you know i was like oh i know what they're <laughs> into huh <laughs>
1: Oh. Ah. Oh. <laughs> reveals that he's burning the theater down because the movie sucked. <laughs> You know, if I torched a theater every time I watched a shitty movie, I'd be wanted in multiple states for serial <laughs> arson.
0: When Sparky and Static charged, uh, what was his name? Uh. Soul Power? Soul Power. Yeah, I almost called him Disco Fever. It's like this bonga danga danga bonga dang shit. Yeah.
1: It's just the weirdest thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he has late... his own theme music. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. You know, a light little jab at someone, like the shit you and I do to Ian. That's okay. You know, that that's well, I, I hope that's okay. Uh, I, I or hope Or that you, we or that we do to you. Or that you guys do to me. You know
2: <laughs> Well, don't mess with me again, fellas. Otherwise my WFP acquired fan base will write in. And I'll leave you in their capable hands. Cheerio. You guys have discussed the differences between American English and British English a lot,
1: and you have done this many times to make fun of Ian. Even though this is uh, funny, you guys have to remember something. America used to be part of Great Britain. That's why most Americans speak English today. <laughs> if it weren't for Ian's kind, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be speaking English. So you guys wouldn't be able to communicate with Ian. So I and other Earth2.net lovers would not get to enjoy listening to you guys and Ian rant about how the 90s Batman movies suck and how Mike is really good at noticing the anatomy of actors and statues in movies. <laughs>
0: Oh, as always, Ian, thank you so much for that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny listening back. As I said earlier, you know, I generally don't go back and listen to Earth to at the show. And that holds true for world's finest podcasts, bigger on the inside and even, uh, Mike and Nikki make a podcast. I just, I just don't go back and listen to them. But when I get to hear something like this, it, it always brings a smile to my face. It always just makes me chuckle it. Some of just the silly, dare I say, you know, let's be honest, stupid things we've said. <laughs> Zoe so, so, and Rada, yeah. <laughs> and Virgie and Ritual. Yes. Um, though I do take issue with one thing Ian said there. He said, he made it sound like the last time he did one of those, we didn't say thank you to him. And I don't,
2: I don't know, I
0: could... S- that was so tongue-in-cheek,
1: he was joking. Oh,
0: okay, okay, because I, I was at like... At least,
1: I, I'm, I'm like 99% sure he is. That's yeah, when I... I- When he started it off and he was uh, saying, after my last one bombed so badly, I was
0: like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. Okay, because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, we always say thank you, sir, and you know we mean it. (laughs)
1: Like I told you, Ian, you're the greatest clip monkey we could ever ask for. (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, Mind you, James said clip monkey. I've never said clip monkey in this episode. Uh,
1: so uh, well, it was, that was on the forums. I know. Again, I know.
0: People join the forums <laughs> so you can see these things. Yes. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And that, that's, you know, just for all the time that you oh put God, in yes. to, 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 making that. Um, I'm pretty sure episode 100 isn't even going to feature you and me. It's just going to be like, three hours of clips that Ian strung together and that's going to be it really (laughs) hey I don't think the the listeners would object (laughs) (laughs) I think they may if you want the truth like no final wrap up really (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah no Ian Ian, uh, I know I've said it a couple times now but really thank you yes thank you my friend yes that that was Just grand. Yeah. So, as we've been saying, you know, let's look back. You know, we're not going to look back at the Flash Tunes. We're just not. I mean, one episode, there's (laughs) there's no reason to to go back to it. Uh, But, of course, we are going to be looking back at uh, the Zeta Project and Static Shock here uh, before we get into the five episodes each that we're going to be potentially regrading. Because, mind you, some of these we chose, maybe our grades didn't change. We just thought we'd go back. And look at them, reevaluate them. Uh, but before we get into that, let's just talk about um, some some thoughts about Zeta. Let's stick specifically with Zeta, James. What what are some final thoughts about this program? I'll reiterate
1: that I loved the character of of Rosalie Rowan. Great character. I, I love the dynamic that uh, she and Zeta shared. Um, I again, you know, as it was shown and or shown, but as it was uh, heard in Ian's montage there we weren't exactly the biggest fans of bucky mm-hmm. but uh the last i believe two episodes he was on we he really came along as a as a character and we really it was some good character development there and we actually uh took a liking to him so that was nice um it was it's pretty amazing how they turned a character around that we despised so much yeah. uh, into one that we actually kind of liked at the end uh near the end there um but i mean i would I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me, but looking... I do. At, okay, good. Uh, I was looking at our average grades for the series, and yeah, I, overall, it
0: it is not a great series. Yeah, you gave it, on average, a 4.8. I gave it a 4.7. So let's round up and say we each gave it a 5. Does that surprise you? Do you feel that it deserves that overall 5? That we gave it. Do you think it should be a little higher, a little lower? What are you thinking?
1: I'm shocked that it was even that high. Yeah, uh, with all the, with all the twos and the ones and the threes that we were, and we did a lot of those. Yeah, I, I'm honestly surprised it was that high because mm-hmm. I think
0: eight was the highest score either of us gave an episode, wasn't uh, it? I'm looking right here. We both gave Rose Reunion an eight. Um, We gave Resume Mission a 7, both of us. We gave The Accomplice 7, the first episode. We both gave that 7s. Let's see, scanning the rest of this list. um, We both gave Quality Time 7s. You gave Cabin Pressure an 8. And I gave that one a 6, by the way. Uh, Hologram Man, the second to last episode, you gave that an 8. I gave it a 7. So yeah, an 8 was truly the top. But those were so few and far between, it was really threes and fours let's see crime wave we both gave ones kid genius you gave a one i gave a zero hunt in the hub twos from both of us but you know there's a lot of those low grades but there are some four fives and sixes i'm seeing a lot of those in this list too but you know yeah I, i i'm with you you know despite the fact that i'm seeing these four fives and sixes and these occasional sevens and eights I, I, I don't have fond memories of that program. It had its moments. It definitely did. As I said, and I think it was heard in that clip there, um, Agent Bennett started out as a character that had a motivation that you could really understand. And then by the end, he just kind of became a generic villain, really. A- absolutely did. And absolutely did. Yeah, that that was really weak. It's sort of like what happened to Magneto, but in reverse, where Magneto started out as a generic terrorist and became this very sympathetic character. Bennett started out as not a sympathetic character, but a character you can understand and became the generic villain, you know. So that's that's kind of weak there. And I mean, they tried to add in that whole thing with his son, but that was just a little too late. I don't remember what episode that was. I don't remember what we even ranked that episode, but it, it just happened too late to to save the character, really, I think. um so i mean overall even though i give it a 4.7 again rounding up to a five i'd probably say in my heart i'd have to rank this series at around a four and that's being a little generous
1: i think i could probably agree with a four another thing i i want to throw out there again because remember i sent that email to julie nathanson who did the voice Mm. of of roe and she did send us an email back which was great um I am eternally grateful for that. Yeah. Uh Took the time to respond to me. Um, and because that leads into, I think that the voice acting overall was pretty good. Uh-huh. I liked, I liked, uh, Zeta's voice, Rose, of course. Um, I, I wasn't thrilled with Bucky's voice because it seemed like it changed
0: a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, didn't we wonder we, if the voice actor changed on that, on that character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we did, but I don't think, I, I think don't it was think the it did, way. no.
1: So yeah, that was that was a little strange. But yeah. then again, we we had uh, Michael Rosenbaum was in there.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Kurtwood Smith was the Weather Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was my last chance to get it in.
1: <laughs> yep. There you go. Well, he'll he'll appear in Justice League. So. Oh wait, who's he in Justice League? What, the we, No, I mean the Weather Wizard. Oh, so. I
0: thought you meant Kurtwood Smith played another character.
1: What I remember Kurtwood Smith from more than anything is uh, the movie Quick Change with Bill Murray. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just a hilarious movie. He actually played he, he plays a mob boss.
0: He's Clarence Bodiger from Robocop. Can you fly, Bobby? I mean, come on. That's what Or or Red Foreman. That's what you remember from not not some other movie that I can't even the, the name of which I can't even be bothered to remember, even though you just said it ten seconds ago. You know? <laughs> uh,
1: you disappoint me, Sims. I'm gonna tell you right now, seek out quick change. It is a fucking hilarious movie. Here's, here's
0: my major problem with Zeta Project. Though I like the fact that there was a continuity, that there was you know this big bad villain following them pretty much in every episode throughout the entire series. I, I'm not keen on the fact that there weren't more villains brought in. I mean, I know we got that that other robot that they brought in what three times, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, were there any other recurring villains besides Red Foreman and the other non Terminator robot?
1: The uh, bounty hunter Crick appeared twice. Okay,
0: yeah, sure. There's. Mr. Completely Forgettable, Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's the only one I can remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know the series didn't last that long. What, it was two seasons, maybe, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, I'm not going to count, never mind. But maybe 20-some-odd episodes, 25, 26 episodes or whatever. You know, but they, they, so there wasn't a lot of time to bring in a whole lot of characters, you know, in terms of villains, recurring villains, that is. But I would have liked more... uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, a greater variety. Variety. Thank you. I, mm, the word was right there on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, it starts with a V. It starts with a V. Um, yeah, I would have liked. I would have liked more variety, even if it was, if they wanted to keep the continuity of uh, what was his name, Bennett. Really, that was his name, Bennett. Agent Bennett. Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to keep the continuity of Bennett trying to. Zeta, they could have had him do something a little Luthor-ish, where he reached out to some shady characters and hired them to have them seek out Zeta. That would have been at least something to change things up, um, because it's not unheard of for governments or government agencies to outsource what they're doing, and maybe even to some less than... Mm. Reputable, reputable. Yes, thank you for, again for providing for the word. I couldn't remember. Uh, I'm a human dictionary. Yes, that's what I do. Yeah, some less than reputable uh, people characters to do their dirty work because you know what? If they fuck up and things go bad, you can disavow them. So that would have been, yeah, that definitely would have been interesting. You know, I always hate to play, you know, armchair writer, armchair producer, but at the end of the day, I'm a fan and. You know, of the DCAU. And Zeta's part of the DCAU, so I will say I'm a fan of it. And I, I think because of that, that's one of the things that really hurt it. I really got tired of of seeing, oh, look, it's the, what were they called, the NSA? Or yeah. something like that. I really got tired of of them chasing him around. Oh, look, they're in their hovercraft again. Oh, look, West is bumbling. Ha, ha, ha. The weather uh, wizard shot. is throwing a fit. Oh, no. You know, and then I, I was, even though I thought it was cool that they brought back, um was it Agent Lee? Yeah, Agent Lee. You know, I wish it would have happened sooner, and I wish there would have been more to that. It seemed like they were setting up uh, like a third season or something, and then we just never got it, obviously. I Um, think
1: that's probably what's happening because, I mean, you remember how the last episode ended. Nobody, nothing was really resolved.
0: No, I don't remember how the last one ended, if you want the truth. Uh, uh,
1: I was, I think, uh, what's his face, Doctor, the guy who created Zeta. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just kind of disappeared. I, they don't know if he died or not. But
0: Oh, that's right. There was like a big explosion and something sunk, right? Right. Yeah. So we yeah. don't
1: know if he lived or, or or died. And didn't
0: we find out that he might have been a robot too? Or am I yeah, making that exact. up? It might have been a... Yeah, I,
1: I don't... I seem to remember something like that. Yeah. But yeah. And the thing is, I agree with you. I liked I liked the show overall. I did because I was I was a little sad when it ended because I was... I was so, uh, you know, hooked on the two main characters, you know, Ro and Zeta. I really liked their characters, and I, I liked seeing their adventures. And I, and I was, I said several times that I, I would like for the show to be rebooted just in a more, you know, mature light, like, uh, like Justice League style, where they they
0: have more ma-
1: uh, mature storylines and whatnot. So, you know, that's never going to happen. So.
0: No, no. I mean. Overall, I, I I respect that they took a chance. I mean, this was a Batman Beyond spinoff. Always remember that. And these were characters that had appeared what twice in Batman Beyond, and they got their right. own show. You know, in fact, I, sh- I shouldn't say they appeared twice. Zeta appeared twice. Road didn't appear until the second episode. I think was she even mm-hmm. in the second one? Yeah, yeah, okay, she was. I couldn't remember because uh, I can't remember if Batman Beyond and Zeta were sort of airing at the same time. Right, so I don't know if she had been introduced. Um, so it was a gutsy move on their part to, to go ahead with this show that had characters that weren't established. Because even with Static Shock, though the milestone characters weren't very popular, they did exist in the comic books. You know, they they did have some sort of a fan following. Zeta had nothing like that. Um, so you know, it was it was risky and. Th- you know ultimately it's sad to say it 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 failed it didn't work as as well as it potentially could have but i respect them for trying something different moving away from superman and batman at least for a little while and that same thing moving away from superman and batman goes for static shock too you know i know the justice league appeared in there uh but for the most part they were non-entities so again i respect them for trying something different
1: i guess Overall, I can... Like I said before, I can agree with this being about a four on average.
0: Yeah. Um... Is there anything else you want to say about or uh, say about Zatic? Zatic. <laughs>
2: Here we Z- go again. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you want to say about Zeta? <laughs> before we move um, on to Static, that's that's what I was meaning to say. That's what was all in my head.
1: <laughs> do we want to do like favorite episodes now, or are we going to do that at the end with both shows at one time?
0: Yeah. Let's let's do it now. We'll we'll do it now. So as as you just said, what. Uh, you know, were some of your favorite episodes from the Zeta Project?
1: I just, there were two that stuck out to me, Quality Time and Rose Reunion. Those, those were my two. And uh, uh, obviously, as they were graded eights, that, <laughs> there you go. What about you?
0: Uh I don't remember. Um I really don't. I don't remember. Well, oh we both,
1: yeah. we both graded Rose Reunion an eight,
0: I believe. So yes. I imagine that would be up there. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll go with that. Uh, No, I I, I honestly don't know if I can say because I can grade something as being really good, but it's not necessarily my favorite. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's that whole, again, getting back to the Earth 2.net forums, there's that whole occasional poll series I do called, uh, what is it, Favorite Best or something Mm -hmm. like that, where, you know, you have to choose your, you know, your favorite film, by a particular director but then also choose his or her best film and there's a very clear difference you know because oh, yes. I can say something is my favorite but it's not the best but with Zeta it's it's been so long I can't remember I, I do I think I do remember having a really good emotional reaction to Rose reunion so yeah I'll I'll, I'll definitely put that up there I, not as a favorite but as a best I, ju- I just because I think it was a favorite I'd remember more. You know what I'm saying there. What about worst? Let's throw that out there. Kid genius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That had its own segment in uh, Ian's clip segment. So, So, I mean, got to throw that in there. Yeah. Um. And I let's see. Oh, actually, I did pull up the spreadsheet. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Uh. Let's see. Uh, Oh, yeah. Crime waves was horrible. What was that Uh, one? I don't remember. Crime waves. that was see, that was the one that happened after the batman beyond episode which was also bad yeah
0: that's something else i want to throw out there and this goes for the two shows we're speaking about today uh you know as, as a whole whenever they brought in the dc you know we actually brought these programs into the dcau and brought in the justice league characters or the batman beyond characters for the most part kind of weak um because i remember thinking batman you know, well, Batman Beyond, Terry acting grossly out of character when he appeared. You know, and then when we get to Static, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, the music, just the Batman: The Animated Series theme or the Superman theme, were just ass. So oh, yeah. those were definitely downers um, when it comes to these two programs. So
1: I'm sorry, Crime Waves. What was this one? I'm 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 trying to remember. Uh, I'm, just, I'm looking
0: it up. It was for before really Taffy time. Yeah. Um, God. okay. Wh- while you're you're looking that up, let me throw this out there. Oh, that was the one with the bodyguard Sven, who is, um, and
1: uh, who turns out like he was trying to, um, God, what the fuck was his his plan? He was, he was gonna he blame
0: Zeta and Roe for like killing or kidnapping some starlet or something. No, so his that little brat that he was. Yeah, bodyguarding.
1: that was it.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. oh that one was terrible. <laughs> yeah that's not good um for 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 my worst episode, I mean kid genius really yeah uh, I, I gave it a zero. you gave it a one I gave it a zero you know so uh, pff, yeah um but what hey. I was gonna ask a few seconds ago, um okay, can we agree that with the Zeta project, taffy time is the worst title or are there any others that are sticking out that are really bad? Oh no no taffy time. Uh, above and Beyond is the worst. Okay, what's worse? Taffy Time or Attack of the Living Brain Puppets? Attack of the <laughs> Living Brain Puppets. Okay, I just want to make sure we we're on the same page.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even close when it comes to Brain Puppets. That that was just the dumbest title I've ever
0: seen. <laughs> oh, that was ass. Anyways, um, what what else is there to say about Zeta here?
1: Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say, really. I think we've covered it.
0: I think I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've Yeah. Anything you've said, I pretty much uh, completely agree with. So um, let's move on to Static Shack. What are your overall thoughts about this program?
1: Overall, I enjoyed it. I did. I was, again, I was sad to see it end uh, because I thought there were plenty of other things they could have, uh, they could have done. They could have brought in some more milestone characters probably. Yeah. Um. That, we don't know what happened to Evon slash Hotstreak at the very end there. We don't know if it survived, if, you know, that blob thing survived or not. Um, it, it, it looks like, I mean, cause it looked like at the very end there, uh, Static and Gear were going to become the only remaining bang babies because, you know, Gear is going to develop an anti, or an antidote to the cure that was going to be dispersed all
0: over the city. And by doing that, if they had expanded out to a fifth season, that means Gear and Static they could have done something where they like jumped ahead. So now they're in college and they're away from Dakota and they're not having to fight the bang baby of the week or whatever. They're actually starting to take on more of the DCAU villains. You know, I'm not, I'm not calling to bring in the Joker or poison Ivy, but maybe they do start bumping heads with, I don't know. I don't know. The weather wizard, you know, throw him out there again, you know, or <laughs> yeah. or anybody really. Again, I said I'm not calling no, Solomon
1: him. Solomon Grundy for all we know. Solomon Shit. Grundy,
0: anybody, you know, they, they they could have brought in and thus tying it again more into the DCAU. That that would have been kind of an interesting thing to do there, mm-hmm. but oh well we can I we am. can sort of imagine that's what happened between <laughs> static shock ending and whatever we saw of static in the future in those Batman Beyond crossover not Batman Beyond uh Justice League crossover episodes.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and future shock, so. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um yeah, I, but again, there's plenty of crappy episodes to be seen here. Plenty, course, including the episode that was even worse than Kid Genius. The, the episode that we really don't want to talk about again. <laughs> and I'm not going to say its title because you know what it is. <laughs> um but and and the thing I think I was most disappointed with about the series were uh, were the villains. That yeah. by and large, by and large the villains were not good at all and many of them were just complete ass. Uh I thought I think Ebon was a really good villain. Uh I think at times Hot Streak was a really good villain. When he's blowing up the theater because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't like it. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. But then, but then you go into Poof and Onyx, Replay, or Kangor, Omnara, Tarmac, all these worthless villains. And that really does bring down the series. Uh, because, I mean, just, you've got Static and Gear, like you said, fighting the bang baby of the week. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they have little character, to, uh, little character depth, if any. And it just, it's not fun to watch in that, in that case.
0: Too many of the static shock villains were very generic Hulk-like creatures. Yeah. You know, just someone who got the power and they turned into just some big brainless monster. And it's like, really? You couldn't have put more depth into it? You know, and then worse yet, when they tried to create the characters that weren't these just generic Hulk-like villains, we got that, that Fat Albert wannabe. Slipstream. Right. There's another one. Well, which one was Slipstream? Well, that was the big Fat Albert guy. Oh, that was his name. I'm sorry. I thought that was a different character. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Him. I had honestly forgotten about him. You know, and then, then we get, like, Kangor. I mean, really? He had to keep coming back? You know? And he had his own theme music. <laughs> don't remind me. Whatever whatever reason. <laughs> you know, the the ferret guy. I, I don't know, was his name Ferret? Weasel? Yeah, I don't that know. was his... You know, like, and then, they, they were just uh... some of the most bland, generic, recurring characters. I hate... Hate, hate to refer to them as Static's Rogues Gallery because <laughs> they're not a Rogues Gallery. They are in a, a minor annoyance that he kicks the <laughs> shit out of in between bites of his lunchtime sandwich. You know, that's all they are. Ebon and F-stop really are are it in, in terms of badass recurring foes. Threats. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be one or two others that you know.
1: Well, there was, um what's-his-face, Leech, that guy who could absorb all the Bang Baby's powers. He was built, in that one episode, I think it was Romeo on the Mix, I think that was what it was, Um mm. he was built to be this, oh my god, you know, like, Omega-level Bang Baby, yeah. but they jobbed him out in one episode and never saw him again.
0: Yeah, that's true, I forgot about him. That was a huge waste. Yeah, Um and, you know, Elva. Elva, you know, they did a pretty decent job with that Elva... Character arc. That's true. I mean, true. starts out as sort of the generic, almost Lex Luthor-like character. Like, I have to take down the superhero because I don't like him. Or whatever he's fucking bitching about, you know? And then he loses his son, and he's still pissed at Static, and he's still trying to get his son back, and Static helps him get the kid back, and he's still an asshole. This guy is, not the kid. Because you never see the kid again after he's brought back, you know? Right. Which was fine. That was I understand that. And then... You know, he he's still a jerk, but you know he's he's helping Static out in some regard. That was that was a very decent arc for that character. Again, they didn't flesh him out completely, but at least it was something different. Um, yeah. So at least they definitely there was conceivable effort put into it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't just the oh, we need a monster. We'll just have someone you know have their pants tear and their shirt gets tore up too, and. We'll pretend it's not the Hulk. Huh, really? Yeah.
1: And if, and really and uh, lest I forget, <laughs> S- Specs and trapper. Oh
0: God, I forgot about them. Fuck you! Oh, oh Ooh. no no no!
1: Fuck them for creating the characters.
0: <laughs> oh, I had literally forgotten about them as you were talking. I'm like. Who else is he bringing up? I could not fathom who you were going to mention. Oh, I just wanted to reach through and choke you right now. <laughs> well, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> um, What about some of the other heroes they brought in to Static Shock? Because, of course, we saw that more than we did in Zeta. I'm not even sure we even saw that in Zeta, but you know, we got, we got a we got uh, rubber band man. We got uh shebang. Um, I, I know there's gotta be other ones. I'm forgetting here. Uh, gear, hell gear. I mean, starts well, yeah. out as Richie and he becomes a superhero in his own right.
1: Yeah. He's my, he was my
0: favorite character of the entire series. Right. Oh yeah. Richie, Richie is great. Uh, uh, one of the, you know, this is kind of going to give away one of the episodes I, you know, I'm going to be uh, taking a look at today. There was there was this great moment in that episode, I'm still going to be secretive about it, where, uh, but, you know, no, I'll save it. I'll, I'll save it for what I'm talking about that episode. I, I don't want to give it away just yet. But, no, he's a great character. But, in reg- you know, gear, Richie aside, when it comes to the other heroes they brought in, what did you think about them?
1: By and large, really good job. Uh, we both praised the... Uh, shebang episodes, for mm-hmm. the most part, I think. I don't think we really... I don't think we graded a shebang episode lower than a six.
0: Um, my, okay, what were her our, episodes?
1: Oh, uh, Sheback, Shebang, uh, let's see, what is it?
0: Uh... Ah, fuck. Um... She back, we, we. you give a seven, I give a six. Didn't she, she appear, bang. like, right at the end, too? Um... I can't remember. I can't either. God. Um, I don't... She
1: wasn't in the last... In episode 66 of WFP. I know that.
0: Shebang, you gave an 8. I give a 7. Sorry for interrupting.
1: No, I'm... I'm I'm thinking out loud here, too. Uh, Was she in
0: Showtime? Uh,
1: which one? I'm trying to remember. No, The Parent Trap. That was the other one. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, That was the one with Ron Perlman as the... baby of the week yeah yeah and now i don't see it in the spreadsheet we both gave that one sixes so slightly above average but that's the lowest scored one of of her three episodes
1: do remember we did say that because the batch of episodes we were discussing that
0: week was so bad we may have overgraded it yeah exactly because for those who don't remember we did showtime three from james five from me consequences four from james three from me romeo in the mix Three and three. Trouble Squared. Five from James. Three for me. Toys in the Hood. Is double zeros. And then the Parent Trap sixes from both of us. So you're right. That, that could have been overrated. You know, for me personally, I like the Nancy. I thought that was a really cool character. He had, um, and maybe it's because he was voiced by, pardon me for not remembering the actor's name, the same guy who does Martian Manhunter. Arl Lumley. That's it. You know, he kind of had that Martian manhunter to his voice, that sort of you know, I hate to say it, alienness—that sort of alien distance—but Anansi had uh, a lot more humor to him, you know. But it was sort of a—it wasn't like an overt humor. It was just the occasional line he would throw in there, sort of like the "Oh, I get that a lot" when ba- when they were making reference to the fact that he's Spider Man,
1: you know? Yeah, um, yeah. He was he was clever.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him. We got him twice. I would have liked to have seen him once or twice more. I mean, they're... It was it was kind of rough bringing him in a second time. It was kind of a stretch. You know what I'm saying? So now bringing him in a third or fourth time, how the hell are they going to do that? Static goes back to Africa?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's the only thing I, I, I'm wondering is how they would possibly bring him back.
0: Yeah, he, he'd almost have to relocate to America, but then he's not performing the duties that he said he's there to perform, and that's to protect, well, you know, his village or the villages in Africa there. So, yeah... Could have would have liked to have seen him brought back, but the excuse probably would have been flimsy. What else? What else do you want to say about Static here?
1: I really don't know, honestly. I'm I'm trying to think of some something else I can.
0: Okay, well, let me jump in here then, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. For me, where Static shines above all the other programs in the DCAU, and I've mentioned this real recently too on WFP, is the Hawkins family dynamic. Oh, yes. This is what made the show for me. James, you gave this uh, average of 4.98. I give this an average of 4.96. So, again, we'll round up to fives. This is why, in my mind, I think the show overall is undergraded from us. I really think this show, a lot of bad episodes some ones that i wish i could erase from my memory including some <laughs> villains i wish i could erase from my memory including spex and trapper and the brain puppet girl uh what's her name <laughs> madeline Spaulding yeah you yeah. know i wish i could forget them but really i could give this series overall a 6 if not a 7 simply because of the hawkinses i mean we just don't get that with any other show name me one other show where we get a family dynamic. Okay, yeah, sure, Terry, his mom, and his his brother, but so little time is spent on them. Whereas in Static Shock, so much time is spent on the Hawkins family. You know, I mean, his sister could get a little annoying at times, like when she couldn't understand why her brother you know, was upset about their mom being dead. Like, really? You don't understand that? You lost her, too, you nitwit. But, you know, when it comes to Pops and Virgil, at the least, I mean, it felt so real, so loving, you know, and that is what I'm going to miss the most as we move into Justice League, Teen Titans, and Justice League Unlimited. I can appreciate the high action, And just the excellent plots that we're going to be getting. But I'm still going to feel like, uh, like, I don't know, I left a little bit of my heart with Static Shock because we'll never see anything like that again in the DC AU. We just won't. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and again, Static, the Static Shock series tackled, you know, real life issues like racism
0: stuff like that so we got to give it that too yeah that that's another reason why this show i think again should be a six or a seven from us because as you said what it covered racism it covered bullying in the same episode it covered gun violence um in a okay not a great episode really a bad one uh there was the whole drug addiction thing with richie when he first got powers that that Mm -hmm. what he got from that creepy old guy Um, What episode was that? I don't remember.
1: There's another. There's another villain I'd like to forget. Yes,
0: yes, Uh. and I
1: have because I can't remember his (laughs) name. (laughs) What was the name of
0: that episode? Was it Power Play? No, that scores Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, that was it. That was it. Power Play. Wow,
0: we both gave that episode fives. That's curious. But what do you call it? There was that. um, uh, Was there? Oh, the the death of uh, Mrs. Hawkins. You know, I mean, it covered. You know, sure. Again, we got the death of Terry's father in Batman Beyond, but here I think it had a greater impact. Again, not a great episode, at least for me. Remember, I wasn't completely high on it, but right, I remember, I graded it an eight. I remember that. Which one was that? That was uh, was that Flashback or Blast from the Past?
1: Um, that was. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh,
0: was it even I'm either of those?
1: At, no. <laughs> I don't think it was, because I'm almost positive I get... Well, maybe it is Flashback. That's I, weird. I sixes could have sworn I get both that both eight. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I could very well have... No, it hmm. has to be Flashback, because wasn't that the name of the yeah. character, Flashback? Yeah, so, okay, we both get that Sixes. Hmm, I thought I scored that lower. That
1: was actually the name of the character in the credits, but that wasn't the name of the character in the episode. Oh, what was her that name was in the was, episode? Like, I, I don't remember. I just know that it, what her character name was not flashback because that was a screw up credits. Yeah.
0: Oh, a lot of those. You remember I remember you pointing out a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. But um what do you call Yeah, so so we deal with that, you know, with Virgil going back in time, he has the potential to save his mother and his mother, even though she says she's going to stay up on that roof, realizes she can't. She has to do her job just like her son would throw himself in front of a car or do everything he could, even if that means sacrificing his life to save someone else's life. She's an EMT. That's what she is going to do is put her life in jeopardy, run literally into fires, into burning buildings to save people's lives. And, you know, he's not able to save her because of that, but because he got to meet her, he came to terms with her passing. Um, you know, that that's some deep heady stuff. Again, I wish it could have been done better, but deep heady stuff nonetheless. Uh, so again, yeah, that's yeah, I would definitely boost the show up another point or two. Just just for all that, you know. And, you know, really the crap episodes like Toys in the Hood, like Hoop Squad, it 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 doesn't bring down my opinion of the show. Because I understand, there's going to be crap episodes, even in the best stuff. There's that's that's going um, to happen. I have to say, it's kind of weird hearing you say that. Because I remember when
1: we were discussing Toys in the Hood, you you were so angry with it. You were like, "Well, I want to." It makes me want to
0: skip the rest of Static. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's like a complete one eighty. That's <laughs> awesome. But <laughs> well, I, I just, I just, you know, I have very strong feelings when it comes to right. just right. the protection of children. I know they're teenagers, but they're still kids. You know, um when it comes to most people in the world, adults, you know, I'm a very cynical bastard, you know, you made your bed, sleep in it, that kind of thing. But kids, come on, don't don't fuck with kids. You know, in the case of Toys in the Hood, literally. That that's why I was getting really riled up there. Um, it was just my personal feelings about the way kids should be treated and, and this and that. But uh no, you are right. I did say I don't want to watch the rest of this shit.
1: Well, I mean that it kind of reminds me of when we were talking about Jimmy, the episode with uh, mm-hmm. the gun, the guns, and the bullying and stuff. I thought that they did not do as good a job as they could have. I still graded it a seven, mm-hmm. but that's you graded it in a nine. Yeah. Yeah. So that just shows you how how uh, I thought how weak weakly they handled the gun aspect of it, and and how they kind of just you know kind of glossed over the bullying aspect, which I thought was the bigger the much bigger issue as portrayed in the episode yeah
0: well i mean and and that's something we have to say about our reviews you know our life experience or what may be going on in our lives at that moment when we are watching and then speaking about those episodes very well could and does affect our opinion of the episode and therefore our final grade um what else is there to say about static shock i feel like i don't know like like there's more we should be saying here
1: i'm drawing a blank here as to, i think we i mean we've covered the family aspect the social issues uh, you know our overall grades of the of the series well, i don't know what else what, about, what else is there we
0: did it with Zeta. what about static our our favorite the best and, you know, our not-so-favorite episodes here. I mean, when, when it comes to our not-so-favorite, obviously, it's going to be Toys in the Hood for both of us.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the the, the bottom, of course, but right. favorite episodes, uh, let's see, No Man's an Island, that was awesome fun. Oh, which uh, one was that one? That was where Hot Streak became a good guy for oh, one yes, episode.
0: yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that was great, yeah.
1: That was tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, gear. Gear, I think, is my favorite episode of the series just for how how awesome they they gave they showed that richie got his powers and all that stuff uh i like i really like tantrum that was i think that was the episode i was thinking of a minute ago where i was like i graded in eight that was the one i graded in eight because oh, okay. that was the one where we, you were saying where sharon's like why is he so pissed off yeah. And, but yeah that that one hit close to home for me because like we said before life experiences will affect our grades and i had a very close friend who died a few years ago, and that's what it reminded me of. So uh, I graded that in eight and I'm sticking with it. Um, I thought it was really powerful. And then the big leagues where the Joker shows up in Dakota, another really fun episode. Uh, Yeah, those are some of my favorites. Uh, Not so favorites. (laughs) Um, Well, of course, of course, Toys in the Hood. Um, Then there's, I don't know, there's things like Romeo in the mix. That was just stupid. Yeah. Uh, Got Static Shack, Brain Puppets, I mean, you know, the, the list is a mile long, really. <laughs> Replay, Replay was a ridiculously stupid one. Uh, let's see, I'm, look, I'm looking over the list here. They're playing my song, that one was atrocious. Uh, winds of Change, Slipstream, and eating, Robbing Hot Dog Cards. Wow, that's, that's riveting. Oh, and I, I, I'm going back to the, fi- to, the best episodes. We can't forget Sons of the Fathers.
0: Yes. I, my God. I graded it at ten. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. For me, my favorites were any of the good social commentary episodes. Sons of the Fathers. Jimmy. Uh I, I, I know I'm missing one here. Um Shit. Frozen Out. What which one is Frozen Out?
1: That was the little girl who was homeless. Uh permafrost. Yeah, we
0: both give that sevens. Right. Yeah, that that was Yeah, yeah, that was not a great one, but a good one. I mean, any time they really set their mind to it and just said, look, we want to get a message out there. They did it usually in a way that was not heavy-handed. And at least from my experience, when it comes to Jimmy, very ballsy. I know, again, you said it earlier, you don't think they went far enough with, you know, really reiterating the, the bullying stuff. And I I remember even saying after the fact, I thought they undermined the message of Jimmy in that one episode where static was purposely teasing that one guy. Yeah. You know, they really undermined themselves there, but the point remains, Jimmy, it can stand on its own. Um, and again, sons of the fathers, as you said, you gave it a 10, I gave that a nine. I mean, to deal with racism. I mean, they never use, at least as far as I remember, they never use any racist slurs in the episode. But if I remember correctly, uh, uh, what's his name? Richie's dad. Doesn't he refer to Virgil as his like something about his kind? In his kind. Yeah. Whoa! Like whoa! <laughs> that is wow. Um,
1: and then Richie, of course, calls his father a stupid
0: racist. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, those just stick out. Those just stick out in my head. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other ones that were just just fun. You know. Uh power outage. You know, the last one I thought that was a good way to end the series. Um I'm I'm and tr- I'm trying to look at my scores to just jog my memory here. Um let's Oh
1: hardest hardest nails. I graded that one an eight. Oh, that was, was where, that? that was where Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn kinda lure that girl into Gotham and Static has to go after them and mm. team up with Batman. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That one was really good. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, No Man's an Island. You mentioned it earlier. How could I completely forget that one? I mean, the the face turn that they gave F-Stop. Great there. Great. Awesome. Um, I almost said that as if I didn't mean that, but I really did mean that. Uh, before we get into our uh, least favorite episodes, uh, or wait, did you name your least favorite? I can't remember. I, think I, did. I did. Sorry. I was yeah. rattling um, them off. Yeah. It's okay. No, okay. I'll, I'll get to that. Before we get to that, I want to say... I had an idea, or a thought, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, that was another thing I want to mention that I'm not completely crazy about when it comes to Static Shack, was, remember, Static's treatment of new superheroes? Oh, Acting yeah. Acting as if he was Mr. Experience, you know? Like, total douchebag to all these new superheroes. Like, come the fuck on, dude. You know, you're... You, you've been doing it for a little while, but you're still kind of a nobody, so, yeah... Um, but anyways, uh, some, some of the least favorite ones, um, again, you know, Toys in the Hood, of course, um, Winds of Change, just, it's just so stupid, and just the cliched fat guy, I mean, you, you already spoke about that one, I don't want to say too much more, um, we both gave Pop's Girlfriend threes, why did we do that, I don't, I'm not claiming, like, in my head, oh, I remember that being good, I'm just saying, what didn't we like about that one?
1: Uh the fact that a Virgil was rich, uh, racially profiled yes uh, yeah yeah, and let's see what else happened there um the I'm trying to remember the villain i I can't remember if the villain was just some generic nobody i remember that i I can remember us reviewing the episode and all the, all the ranting, but I can't remember the specific rants.
0: <laughs> that's okay. I I, I do remember that. Oh! Yeah, okay, go ahead.
1: Virgil launched a locker into outer space, yeah.
0: and it exploded. <laughs> that's For, right. I forgot about that. Oh, that's the one where they steal the bang baby gas from that guy on the train. Yeah. And the, you're right, yeah. They see a fat guy with a backpack running into an alley or something. Or no, they see a fat guy with a back, backpack. That's the suspect. But somehow, or was he even black, or was he like... White? Well, both the
1: both, both the goons were black but okay it's like yeah virtual did not
0: yeah. resemble either of them in any way yeah it's you're right he's just oh no a black guy with a backpack he must be doing something suspicious like come on that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what do you call it uh what were some other patterns i mean just fucking hoop squad say it say it
1: rejected
0: there you go Brain Puppets. What's that? Oh, Brain Puppets. Puppets. almost forgot about Brain Puppets. You're right. And then they had the audacity to bring that stupid, stupid character back.
1: In fairness, though, the one they brought her back in was a good episode.
0: Yeah, but we didn't need her again. I mean, yeah, she dressed up like Crazy Quilt, but still, we didn't need her again.
1: (laughs) I remember the animation in that episode was just top notch. It really was. And uh, they had some great fight scenes, and, of course, Shebang was there. Yeah, that was Shebang, right? Yeah, she back because it represented it meant you know Shanice is back and Madeline's back. Right.
0: Um. What else about Static Shock? Anything? I think we've covered everything at least to my knowledge. Anyway. Okay, so then let's get into the episodes that we are going to be potentially rescoring. These episodes that we revisited. Uh, Both James and I, uh, we chose five episodes total. Uh, So, James, I think you chose two from Static. Or excuse me. Two from Zeta, three from Static. I did one from Zeta, four from Static. So why don't you give uh, one of yours first?
1: Uh, okay, first uh, with, Zeta, uh, with Zeta. I'm gonna go with Shadows. That was the one where Terry showed up and was horribly out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I I when I remember I, I went back and listened to the our grading in that episode and. Yeah, I I, I overgraded it, definitely. I'm going to knock it down to a four. Initially, you gave it a five, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, So I'm going to knock it down to a four. And
0: since you rewatched it, why did you decide to uh, bring it down?
1: Well, it was, like you said, Terry was so horribly out of character that uh, it's just like, I I remember I said in our review of it that I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, Batman Beyond is showing up in Zeta uh, as opposed to the other way around. Uh, with uh, Zeta appearing in Batman Beyond, and I was like, "Awesome, we get we get to see Terry again. This is great." But
0: yeah, I was just it was like head in the clouds, really. So, um, so then the episode I chose from the Zeta Project was Cabin Pressure. This was the one where um, Bucky gets uh, found out by uh, Bennett and the uh, NSA or whatever they were called, and uh, he activates that homing beacon. And so Zeta and Ro, they go to find him, uh, really, if only because he had helped them find Ro's brother. That was it. Mm -hmm. And um, you gave that episode an 8, and I gave it a 6, which is a decent score. Not a great score, but a decent score. But I wanted to look at it again, because I'm like, why did James give this one an 8? Because that's, you know, it's not a huge difference in 8 and a 6, but it, you're you're giving it a really good score, and I'm giving it sort of a mediocre score. So I wanted to see what happened there. And upon reviewing that one, I, I still have problems with the episode. But I think at the end of the day, that's a good action episode. That's the kind of
1: it's just fun, you know? yeah.
0: That's the kind of episode you can turn on and just just kind of you know zone out and watch it. I mean, you've got some decent action on board and outside of, but still on that ship that they're in, you've got that end where they're in the escape pod jet thing, and it gets shot down, and, you know, Zeta has to, uh, you know, reactivate it at the last second so they don't die. You know, that that was really cool. And, you know what? Bucky really isn't bad in that episode. Exactly. That's the one... Was that the, his second-to-last appearance, Where or is that his last appearance?
1: I think that was his last appearance, because I, if I recall correctly, he, you know, s- says his goodbyes to... Uh,
0: Ro and Zeta, and and that's it. Yeah, that one appeared in episode 56, and that was uh, On the Wire, Cabin Pressure, The River Rising, The Hologram Man, and The Wrong Morph. And if he reappeared, it would have had to have been in The River Rising, The Hologram Man, or The Wrong Morph, and I just don't remember it. And I thought it was a decent farewell for a character that, again, started out really crappy, but by the end of the day... Kind of grew on us, and I feel like Roe at that, at the end of the episode, where Zeta's like, oh, it seems like you're sad to, to see him go, and she's like, I'll get over it, or something like that, you know? <laughs> That's the way I felt like, damn, I'm liking this character all of a sudden, what the fuck? <laughs> so, um as I said, uh, James gave that an eight, I gave it a six, I'm gonna bump it up to a seven. So, uh, what's the next episode?
1: Okay, and my other Zeta episode that I'm going to regrade was Kid Genius. You graded this a zero. Um, and I am in agreement with you.
0: Okay, remind <laughs> us what this episode was.
1: That was an, uh, one of the really, really shitty Bucky episodes. Um, was this his first appearance? This is the one where his parents were kid, you
0: know. Oh, God. Yes. I,
1: yeah, I mean, <sighs> and, and if I remember correctly, the only reason I gave that one a one out of ten was because of Rose's line about his parents, you know, going in or out. Oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) That was it. But, you know, it's like we said many times before. You cannot give a point towards an episode or movie, as the case may be, because of one small moment. You have a nonsensical plot, question mark, that leads absolutely nowhere. An ineffectual antagonist and the MacGuffin villains who back said antagonist and are never revealed. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... I was like, what the fuck? There's, there was absolutely nothing by
0: which to recommend that episode. Yeah. So it, it's getting
1: a zero from me, too. Okay. Uh,
0: of course, now I'm in static shock territory, and I'm going to uh, rescore a replay. This is the one, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I, can't, I just watched this one yesterday, <laughs> and I can't even remember it. Is this the? Oh, one? that's okay, because I remember it. This is the one with the kid that used to be the TV star, and now he can duplicate himself, right? Yep. Okay. You gave this a 2. I don't know why I gave it a 5. I didn't go back and listen to uh the episode where we graded this one or any of these. I just I just didn't. So I don't remember what my justification was. But at the end of the day, this villain, yeah, you can say he's a teenager or whatever, but it's a dumb scheme whether he's a teenager or an adult. I mean, he starts out robbing banks and then at the end of the day he's going to trash the the new TV studio? Really? (laughs) That's your big master stroke? I mean, what the (laughs) fuck? It's so dumb. It is beyond dumb. So yeah, like I said, I gave that a five, you gave that a two. Uh, That's, that gap's going to get considerably closer, and I'm rescoring that as a three. So what's up next for you?
1: Alright, going into static for me, uh, let's start with Hoop Squad. (laughs) nice! (laughs) Yeah, uh, again, I'm grading this a zero. <laughs> the, I mean, there is nothing in that. Uh, I, I remember we, you had like one note for that episode. It was negative. I had like nine, 10, 11. I don't remember how it was. All those were negative. Why did, I don't even know why I gave it a point. <laughs> I don't know. There was nothing in that episode that I liked at all. And I I don't know why the fuck I graded it a one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gave it a one and I too can't remember why I didn't give it a zero. <laughs>
1: It's, it was it was just insulting
0: on every imaginable level. Yeah. So, yeah, going down to a zero. <laughs> Next up for me, uh, again, this is in static shock, um, I am going to rescore Tantrum. James, you gave it an eight. I gave it a four. Um, though this episode suffers from the generic Bang Baby of the Week, the generic Hulk ripoff-like character, yeah. um, this is also the episode where Virgil is at his mom's grave site, and he's telling her why he has been having trouble really just thinking about her and taking part in that uh ceremony that is meant to pay respect not just to her but also to all the people that lost their lives in that uh wh- what was that riot called i can't remember the, what the, the dakota riots yeah but weren't they called the flashback riots or something like that because I, I remember calling it a question why they were called the Flashback Riots or something.
1: I, I can't remember. I think maybe you heard, heard a line that they yeah. uttered so that I don't remember. Yeah, I think
0: that's but, cool. w- w- you know, those riots, you know. And, I you know, I, I think that stuff with, you know, in, in second viewing, I think that stuff with Virgil talking to his mom, or in quotes, talking to his mom, is, I'm not going to call it powerful, but it's it's better than i think i initially gave it credit for and i think it does a decent enough job of overshadowing all of the bad stuff with the monster of the week who is a monster just because you know he can't handle the pressure of being a good student now earlier in the episode i was talking we were talking about richie and you were saying what a great character he was and i started talking about oh there was this moment i wanted to bring up well now I get to finally mention it. I didn't want to reveal that I was going to be covering Tantrum here. And there, there's maybe I said this when we did the initial review. I don't remember. But I just if I did, I have to say it again. There's just this funny, quick line from Richie in here. And it's the moment when the kid gets the 99 out of 100. And right before he, he starts complaining about getting a 99, we see that Richie got kind of a crummy grade on his paper. This is before, you know, he's smart, but this is before he's gear. You know, and he's got the big brain. And he's lamenting the fact that he got this crappy grade. Well, when this kid's complaining about getting the 99, you know, openly in class, just off to the side, Richie holds out his paper and he's like, "Traja!" And everybody starts laughing. And it felt like such, like just something you would hear in a class that's kind of lost where the teacher's kind of lost control of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a Absolutely. substitute teacher. You know what I'm talking about. You know, uh-huh. that, that that stuff happens. You know, I taught for a couple of years, too. I, I saw that stuff happen. And you know what? It's it, it's a very funny, honest, natural thing. <laughs> um, and that, to me, just really hammered home who that character was. That even though he was upset that he got this crappy grade, he could still joke about it, where the other character, who got a 99 out of 100, couldn't joke about it. His quote-unquote misfortune, you know, but Richie could. So, yeah, that that for me does bring the episode up some. Again, you gave it an eight; I gave it a four. Now it's getting a six from me.
1: All right, then. So I guess next on my list, I will go to Trouble Squared. Um, <laughs> again, I, I I'm keeping up a trend here. This one's going down too. Okay, but I mean, this is. I, honestly, the only reason I'm regrading this is because I graded a Specs and Trapper episode a 5. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if you have Specs and Trapper in your episode, it cannot get higher than a 4. So that's
0: what it's getting. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see what I initially gave this one. of me, as I look this up. Uh, do you see it? What did I give this one? Trouble Squared. I, I gave that a 3. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't know what I was thinking there. Which specs and trapper episode is that? That is Is that their is second that appearance? The,
1: I think that's the Rainbow Gauntlet episode, isn't
0: it? Oh, that might be.
1: <laughs> Let me see. It is. Yes, it is because that came right before uh Toys in the Hood. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> no,
1: you know what? Fuck that. I'm great. I'm putting it down to a 3. A 3,
0: so we both gave it 3s <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> taking that down to a 3. Fuck, fuck them. <laughs> nice, nice. So next up for me, Static Shack. Okay, uh, James, you give this one a two because it's uh, it's a dumb episode, and I gave it a five because I said yes, it's a dumb episode, but it's a dumb fun episode. And after rewatching it, my grade stands. It does. I I mean, I'm watching it and I rolled my eyes at some of it, and yes, I'm like, wait, Shack is doing Olympic level gymnastics while fighting these bang babies. What, what's going on? You know, but I'm sorry. I can admit to watching it and, and kind of, I don't know, kind of, I keep using the word kind of having fun with it. (laughs) So I I, I can't adjust my grade uh, up or down for this one. It stays right there at a five for me. So what is your last episode from, Static Shock that you revisited.
1: The last one I went to was Now You See Him, which is the one where Speed Warp shows up. And I'm actually kind of having a little... Th- some second thoughts about my regrade mm. here. I was going to take it down to a four because I th- I just could not get over how goofy a villain Speed Warp yeah. is.
0: And those faces it's- he made, don't forget that.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, po- mm-hmm. I finally ended up posting yeah. those pictures in the thread. I mean, you see how incredibly stupid Stupid! A character design he he is. But I'm I'm going back and I'm thinking, well, I don't know because I mean at the end there when Daisy is being, you know, it's you know it's a really really creepy and I think creepy in a good way in that in that moment where she's being trapped trapped in the the speed or whatever that is that bubble thing that his hyper
0: time bubble or whatever it was yeah yeah whatever
1: that is but it was it was really scary like we noted in our review. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to take it down to a four because I can't stand the villain, or if I want to keep it at a five because, really, because of that ending
0: mm-hmm. there. I just, I don't know. And well, um, let me say this: remember, that's an episode where someone again finds out the identities of Static and Gear, and though he's unable to express who they are. They didn't mind-wipe him. Does that affect your grade? Because they found a different way around that problem. Again, yeah, it's the typical thing where he can't say anything, but it's it's not a bump on the noggin.
1: That's true, and I and I remember going back to how he found out who they were. He trapped them both in the speed bubble
0: and took Richie's uh, helmet Something off. Something we've always complained about. Villains not taking advantage of having the heroes captured.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah i'll I'll leave it at a five okay I, I I'll leave it at five okay cool so then the last episode again from static shock that uh I revisited was duped um James you give this one a four I gave this one a two and once again, I'm having trouble remembering what duped was <laughs> again uh, I just watched see. it what the fuck was duped Dupe.
1: that was after brain puppets uh
0: shit I, I literally just watched these yesterday. I, I, I... Give me one second. I'll look it up real quick here. Oh, 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 oh. This is the one with Coolio. And he fucks over Rubber Band Man oh, by pretending oh, to be the Backstreet Boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. That yeah. was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is just bad. So, you know, the reason I, I looked at this one again, because when I was choosing all these episodes, it really was, I was looking at what we both scored them. I was looking at Big Gap's. Or again, as I said earlier, you know, scores where one of us scored it really high, or not really high, but high-ish, and the other one gave it middle of the road. And as I said, you gave this one a four, so below average, admittedly, but still just below average, and I gave it a two, right near the bottom, so I'm like, I wanted to go back and be like, why did James give this one a four? Did I miss something? And uh, upon watching this one again, I, in my notes, I wrote that my original score stands of a two, but... I, I, I'm changing that actually, and I, it's going to get a one from me. It is actually going down.
1: Man, I cannot remember why the fuck I graded that a four.
0: I, I forgot about the episode completely. If you want the truth, so I'm right there with you. I wish I could remember why you gave it a four too, but <laughs> I didn't listen again. I didn't listen to our the episodes where we actually scored these originally, so I can't say, oh, this is what well, this is what you said. But it's just, it's just so stupid. Just beyond stupid. Oh, wow.
1: My <laughs> head hurts now.
0: <laughs> and the worst part is you've already had your five. I, you can't. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm going to have to wait
0: until the very end <laughs>
1: to make this maybe one of the, the, the well, however many we decide to regrade yeah. in our in episode 100.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For that, I'm thinking maybe we each get to regrade one episode per series. We'll see. I don't know. I think that's not a bad idea, but we'll see. We'll see what we do there. But yeah, you you can't do it this time around. Sorry, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Fuck me running. (laughs) So before we close out this episode, I think we've done this before in our uh, retrospectives. And if we haven't, pardon me for introducing something new. Uh, We're moving to the Justice League, of course, starting with episode 68. So what are you looking forward to with the Justice League? It's, it's the Justice League.
1: It's, it's one of the greatest cartoons ever made. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, really, that that's all I can say right now. I, I am thoroughly looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, as I said before, I'm going to miss the grounded reality of Static Shock, of, you know, Virgil's family. But at the same time, going into Justice League, just the high-action that we're going to get, the awesome characterization that I know we are going to get, the introduction of so many new characters. I know in Justice League Unlimited we get even more, but in Justice League we get a ton of new characters. I mean, yeah, we've seen a Flash before, but I believe we've kind of said we think the Flash we saw in Superman might have been Barry, whereas the Flash we see in Justice League is Wally. You know, right. so it's a whole new Flash. Uh, uh, we're getting a whole new Green Lantern, because previously we had Kyle, if I remember correctly, in Superman, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, we're getting Wonder Woman for the first time, Hawkgirl. You know, we're getting her for the first time. We're getting a lot of new stuff here. Martian Manhunter. Yes, yes, I completely forgot about the Martian. Uh, sorry, I just rewatched Task Force Task Force X the other day, so that been in there, Deadshot's constantly calling him the Martian. So sorry, that got stuck in my <laughs> head. Um, I'm not prejudiced against Martians, really. <laughs> <laughs> Is so kind, yeah, the, yeah, they're kind. <laughs> I, I'm just hyped for just the adrenaline rush we're going to get. For me, though, I'm excited to see if we give anything lower than an eight, you
1: know, <laughs> really lower than a nine. I know for a fact, War World is getting well below an eight. That's, but that's the only one I can think of that's, that was just bad. Yeah. It's
0: been so long since I've seen so many of these that I cannot remember a lot of them. And that's something else I'm looking forward to. And as has been said before, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I haven't seen everything. So a lot of this is going to be so new to me and that's exciting. That's very exciting.
2: Done.
1: Even if Bennett builds a new remote, it won't work. The variable inductance circuit will make it impossible for anyone to control you again. Uh Uh-huh. Except that anyone doesn't include you, right? Even me. But it's a sacrifice
2: I'm willing to make. You guys earned it. Thanks for coming to get me. What will you do now? You can't go back to the Institute. Guess I'm a fugitive like you now.
1: It's all right. I've got an uncle in the tech underground. Think I'll pay him a visit. But how are we
0: supposed to contact you?
1: I mean, not that we ever want to. Don't worry. I'll find you.
2: It sounds like you are finally starting to like it.
1: I'll get
0: over it. Feedback in the form of emails and MP3s can be sent to feedback at com. That's feedback at com. Next time on World's Finest Podcast, we'll discuss one Justice League story, that being Secret Origins. For James Doe, I'm Michael David Sims saying thank you for listening to World's Finest Podcast.